Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and today it's the WNR 442. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling Raw Quest 2, and I am not alone. Up first, by my side for every WWE and AEW show, and celebrating two years on the WNR podcast, it is the fantastic Jaxi Scarlett. How are you doing? Hey, hey, happy two-year anniversary to us. Uh, yeah, this has been an exciting journey, and two years, it's kind of just flown by. Do you know what? It is one of my longest relationships that I've had, and Jax, I think I've worked it well. I'm honored. <laughs> no, I'm like... honored. <laughs> it's an honour. You know, it's, it's great. It's great to say, uh, and obviously you've been part of the team, but it's more than that because you were... Looking back on it as well, and we're going to go to a little bit detail. Yeah. Um, you were kind of, I did a with a couple of people once Dan left, uh, and it's weird, like we said, since 30th September 2020, and you kind of stuck around, you know, and you have mm-hmm. turned into the kind of, I would say, like the, I don't know, upset, obviously, anybody else, but like the co captain of the WNR podcast. Would that be fair to say? I mean, I kind of do feel like a veteran of the WNR podcast now. Uh, certainly don't feel like the newest member, of course, which um, we'll, we'll have coming up to their their one-year one anniversary as well. Um, but yeah, it, it does feel kind of more like, you know, I am part of the team, um, so to speak. So yeah, I, w- I would say that's a safe judgment to assess. Well, like I said, I'm going to probably make a few judgments about, you know, a, a couple of people here today. And if I am wrong, then please call me on it. But like I said, two years ago, and I just <laughs> I just mentioned, Jaxie, do you know what your first episode was? And I'm putting you on the spot right now. Can you remember? I want to say it was Hell in a Cell. You are so close. It's Clash of the Champions. That's oh not... <laughs> damn! See, I thought Clash of the Champions was our second one. Okay, I got those two mixed up, maybe. Yeah, Clash. Of... Well, the question is as well: Do you want to hear what you sounded like the very first time that we spoke? No, no. <laughs> you really do not have to play it. Uh, honestly, I cannot stand hearing myself back, and I, I only do it when these get aired in the first place. I only need to hear it once. I. I'm going to say no. Well, for everybody listening, let me play the very first time Jaxi and myself had a conversation. Trust me, for some reason, I'm doing my posh voice. I don't know why. (laughs) But but it's obviously I wanted to make an impression. So it's it's only a little clip. This is Jaxi's very first time on the Dublin Up podcast. Oh, I am James Rowlands, and today it's the WNR 310. It's the Clash of Champions 2020. And I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by a very special guest co-host at Jackson Scarlett. How are you doing? Hi there. Good, thanks. And you? Yeah, all good. All good. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, really looking forward to Clashes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yep, well, thank you for having me on the show. Um, yeah, I'm at Jaxie Scarlett, and I'm a co-host for O-Face um, Wrestling Podcast, um, and that's at O-Face Wrestling as well, um, in case you guys want to check us out. Yeah, and of course, check them out. They do some great content. 
there. What was your excitement levels leading into this event before we actually talk about anything? Were you excited? Because I think the paper you came along so soon, it seemed like there wasn't a lot of build. Um, I think personally, um, I, w- I was more, I was less excited, more anxious because, I mean, shortly before they, uh, the pay-per-view started, we'd heard of certain rumours of ma- uh, matches being cancelled. So um, we didn't get to hear much on on which ones were cancelled really until last minute. So it was more kind of nervous, really. <laughs> See, it wasn't too bad, was it? You know. I mean. Yeah, but I'm always going to judge my own voice. So I'm just going to say, you're welcome for listening to my voice. Let's move on. <laughs> what about say? Oh, face <laughs> wrestling. When I heard oh, face wrestling, I thought, did I really steal Jaxie from those guys? And I guess I did, you know, I guess we did. But like I said, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> we were so polite at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think we both were, though, especially now that you know, two years down the line, it kind of just feels like we're friends. So we're much more brutally honest with one another. <laughs> <laughs> we're at that, but like we said, we are joined as well uh, by our next guest. And um, last, but by no means least, as I always have said, and the next, I quote one of the greatest songs ever written. Ooh, ah, just a little bit. Ooh, ah, a little bit more. Ooh, ah, just a little bit. You know what looking for. Ooh, ah, just a little bit. Ooh, ah, a little bit more. Ooh, ah, just a little bit. I'll give you Gina. You can't ignore. And it is, that was, uh, <laughs> that was from Gina G. And now we welcome our hey. own Gina G. It's Genius Gina. How's it going? Hey, that was so good. I actually used to love that song when I was a kid as well. So it was right on point. <laughs> I try my best. I will never sing for you, but never in tune. All right. That's the deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm going to keep. <laughs> so, um, Can we also say, please do not ever replay my first episode because I probably sound like a Virgin Mary. Well, it's weird you say that. Because obviously, no. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy just putting Jaxie on the spot. To play with us both. This you is definitely awful. just want to play with us both. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gina, I will ask you if you have been here <laughs> for nearly a year. Um, do you remember your first show you did on the Dubbing Up podcast? Um, I'm stuck between, was it a Christmas special episode that we did, or was it a Royal Rumble? It was the 13th of November, 2021, and it was full gear, and, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Now, (laughs) I know it's a month off, but it wouldn't be fair if we just didn't hear... Uh, a little bit, you know, of uh, the very first time. And as an added bonus, there is Monty and Jaxie in this clip as well. Okay, good. <laughs> Such a I'm excited. Day. Let's do this, man. We're back live. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy full gear night. I'm super excited to be here and super excited at the special guest we have. 
got a very special guest, and last but by no means least, our special guest is Purple Pain, aka Gina. How are you doing? Hello, thank you for having me on the show. I'm well, super excited to join you all. Well, it's fantastic to have you on the course. I'm just going to say it's great to have you, but what is your connection to the WNR? So my connection is my twin sister is Jaxie Scarlett. Oh, dun, dun, dun. So it's finally <laughs> happened. We're his twins on the show. Uh, can I just say how, how happy I am to have you obviously both on. But Gina, of course, this is your first time. So kind of uh, what wrestling are you into? So um, I I was into WWE, but I won't lie, I have kind of refrained from watching that recently. Um, I'm more of an AEW girl now. AEW is like my baby. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> I'm doing AEW tonight. See, there you go. Wasn't too bad, Jeannie, you know. I just sounded nervous. I'm fine now. <laughs> I'm Look, fine. I have the ability to make people nervous right it's it's like a, it's like a superhuman ability or something i don't know but so you know and i know it's it's still a year but it's nearly a year now you know like we said only a month away um from that yeah. very special time you know for sure for sure it's been a great year though and i've really enjoyed um sort of coming out of my shell throughout every podcast that we do so it's it's nice to hear the very beginning I'm happy to never hear it again, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's it now. Uh, you know, don't worry about that. So like I said, it should be a fun show. We have got uh, New Japan coming up. But um, we just want to give out a couple of thank yous. We talk about the anniversary show, or the anniversaries of people here as well. Also, everyone that has listened, liked, subscribed, or followed us. Of course, the, uh, the ultimate one and, and Mongi as well, which I'll speak about in a second. Uh, but we, we want to talk about second. And this might be a little bit indulgent, uh, but I just want to kind of do it, you know, to kind of get off my chest and speak to it. First up with you, Jaxie, as well. Uh, we talk about kind of doing this for two years. And I've kind of, it's like a, a RuPaul speech coming, basically. All right. So that was, don't worry about that. So basically, I was going to just say with Jaxie, like, I'm so proud of you from where you first started to kind of now. And you are a powerhouse. There's no doubt about that. And you called it like you see it. There was worry in the emails that we had as well from people saying, you know, we even talked about it on the pod with kind of happy Jaxie for AEW shows and WWE stuff. But as you can see the changes, um, you, you kind of call it as you see it. And you always have done. Um and also another kind of weird thing as well, what I felt even kind of meeting me personal on the pod, you've kind of got this kind of keep your cool, even though others around you, usually Gina, maybe myself, are kind of losing their shit, which is an ability which is, you know, really, really good. I do want to say we talked about earlier like a co-captain or the kind of mother of the group as well, but I just want to thank you for being part of this for two years because, um, like I said, it's been a hell of a journey, and especially what we've done this year. And like I said, hopefully it's turned into a friendship that lasts you know, for a long time, if not forever. Oh, thanks, James. No, that was really sweet. Um, I feel exactly the same way. Uh, I've really kind of grown into sort of um, being comfortable with uh, 
you know, sort of podcasting. Um, this is the first time I've done it very regularly. Um, it's just been great to kind of have, uh, you know, people's sort of reactions to everything and just take genuine concern um, every now and again. Um, it's just been fun and a roller coaster and one that I am very happy to continue writing for this moment in time, especially because we've got so much great content so much great content of wrestling and who else to better uh, discuss it with than yourselves you know I get to do this with my sister and I've grown a budding friendship with yourself as well so thank you for letting me be part of this team and thank you everyone for listening as well week in and week out yeah a lot to talk about as well consistently I think you are the most consistent member of the team you know like <laughs> it's always you're going to always <laughs> the team <laughs> you know I, I've I been try. I've moved episodes before you know we all have but you know like i said and and that's that's always gonna be a good thing um you know so thank you as well really appreciate it well thank you for also giving me this opportunity and this platform you know um i don't think i ever considered podcasting you know in in on a consistent basis um since before before yourselves i kind of got a a first brief sort of uh dip into it when i was part of the o-face team um and it's just kind of nice to be able to it's it was much i think sometimes when it's hosted uh uh, via someone in a different country um always fun to be part of a, a team though so um just kind of being able to find my footing in this uh sort of podcast has has been fun yeah, it's been really, really good. Enough. So let's hope we can continue it uh, for as long as possible. And uh, Gina, with you as well, I was thinking, I was going to be a bit condescending maybe at some point. I thought, like, kind of work in progress. But I don't think it is, you know. I think the biggest problem uh, what we've had together is your kind of inner saboteur, which I can definitely relate to because... I don't even listen to myself back on these podcasts, you know what I mean? That's how much kind of I am. And it's kind of nice to be kind of be open about it sometimes and think, do people actually care about what we say? And they do. And if there's anything, you know, Gina, the love that you get from the emails, and some of it is dirty stuff, and people should stop that. But like the other stuff is really, really nice, you know. <laughs> Am I actually getting those? I'm probably inciting it because everything out of my mouth just always seems to be a bit of an innuendo. Even though I don't try to make it, it just seems to be that way. So in, in your window. <laughs> no, sorry, my bad. That's what I mean. Um, but like I said, it, it, it's weird as well. Is that you're the only one I've not done podcasts with? You know, we haven't done a one-on-one show. Uh, whereas Jaxie had that to kind of get ready for a kind of group stuff you were kind of thrown in the deep end um and especially with the kind of you know if the ultimate one was on uh you still kind of showed that you belonged in a way you know there wasn't the kind of anything uh wrong about it and and even though you may be the newest member let's not forget you are the very first one that i met in person so that got to say saying you know i mean <clears throat> let's just set the picture here just like a rom-com all right, I saw you outside that train station and asked the immortal question, are you Gina? And I knew at that moment you were the one that I had been doing the podcast with for a year. I had got the right person. I was glad about that. Uh, but like I said, it was a nice moment. And for me as well, and Jackson, you know, it was, was part of... <laughs> <laughs> but I always say... Yeah, no, I have to also give 
I have to give you a little bit of a shout out, James, because you've not gotten us confused once and you've met us twice now in person and still managed to get us both both right. So, yeah, kudos to you. Do you know what? I was going to say this and I don't know how I don't upset anybody, but I don't understand. And I've had emails about this, how anybody can confuse the two of you. And I, I don't know why, but it's like I said, even for you guys last weekend, it's like, oh, that's Jackson, that's Gina. I mean, I'm not calling you by your right name Jaxie but still like you said there's a there's an advantage there and I just <laughs> it is individuals so I don't know if that's the fact that Jaxie you've been doing it for kind of two years and then Gina for a year or even like I said the sense of characters with with especially with you Gina there's a sense of kind of mischief that if we kind of like <laughs> you know we could end up anywhere which is a kind of exciting <laughs> character trait. I mean, I have had that one night where I've gone out with my sister and she's lost me mm-hmm. for maybe an hour and I've come running back and I said, have you got your passport on you? And she was like, <laughs> yeah, why? I said, right, I've told some people we're going to go to Paris with them tonight, right? And my sister's like, hold up, <laughs> hold up. I was like, we're not going. I knew that I knew right at that moment that G mode was out and immediately put her in a taxi <laughs> before we ended up on some random flight. <laughs> this- later, I still I still question why you didn't let us go. We should have just gone. Nope. <laughs> is though the no. thing is, I probably would have gone. You know, Jax, if you'd have said like, "Oh come on," but. In that situation, if it was just me and Gina, we would end up in, like, Belgium 72 oh, hours later. Like, ringing you're coming room. out and I have to fly over to get you both. Like. <laughs> this is exactly why I can't leave you two alone. It really is. Honestly, like, and again, even to be uh, uh, with individuals, it's, like, uh, for me, very, very different. But even together, there's this kind of, energy where i know some people might say you know oh even with people being loud or kind you know like enjoying themselves and it's like that for for me anyway it is more than anything it's just enjoying yourself being in the moment you know the kind of passion you have uh for wrestling and it seems in life is just infectious you know and it just kind of and i'm not gonna lie like there's a few times even in this podcast where you think about when you're going to end it or when things are going to finish or, you know, stuff like this. And the whole thing this year, uh, especially with kind of prediction leagues and then the clash and, of course, Royal Quest, I would do this for an hour long, you know, it, until the wheels come off now. And it is down both views. So I just like the fact. <laughs> uh, and Gina, like I said to you, yeah. it is a pleasure to have you on here and for a year and hopefully many more as well, you know. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate being brought on just as a guest, you know, for Jaxie's twin sister to provide some of her insight as well. And it's just been nice to sort of learn myself as I go along with each episode. And um, I may be the newest member, but I do know that I've probably grown the most out of everybody on here as well. So I think it just all ties into one. And I appreciate every everybody who's listened. I'm sorry if you've not liked any of my my comments, but I appreciate you sticking with us. <laughs> well, like I said, they have stuck with us and they're ready here. And people listening, like I said, long-term listeners or anybody from this year as well will realise that Monty is not on the show today. Uh, I just want to say with Monty as well, I'll be seriously, three great people. I mean, you two, but Monty as well 
uh, to join a pub with NXT guys. You know, not even the good stuff he's watching. He's having to do that. Fair, fair play. Um, and like I said, it's the only negative thing about the trip to the Clash and even to uh, Royal Quest was not having Monty with us. Uh, but don't worry, everybody. Then Monty will return. I am. I don't make promises, but I promise you, he will return to Double Up Podcast. And when he does, we'll celebrate his two-year anniversary and force him, like we did with Jackson and Gina, to listen to when he first joined. Uh, so if you are listening to this, Monty, we do love you. All right. Sending lots of love, Monty. Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> So we will move on. We'll start with news. And we've had a couple of tough uh, news stories to begin with. First up, uh, we had WWE Hall of Famer Antonio Inoki passing away. Uh, One of the most historic figures of Japanese wrestling and probably one of the most respected men in uh, sports entertainment and a legend in his homeland. He was born in Japan in 1943 and he found great success in new japan which he founded in 1972 using all the talents that came across from america and becoming one of the first stars from new japan to go to america and have championship matches against the likes of stan hansen uh hulk hogan and of course many more and maybe even more famously in the rare wrestler versus boxer match on june 26 1976 he did face muhammad Ali, uh, one of the greatest uh, to ever do it, and a true icon. Uh, this will be a big miss for Japanese wrestling. Uh, Jaxie, he was the Vince to New Japan, and it's weird. They've both kind of, I say, gone the same year, but Antonio Inoki is a true legend in the business. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, it's such a shame to hear when uh, anyone passes, really, but an icon such as Inyaki, he will be missed. Um, he'll he'll forever be remembered. Uh, he's made history, as you've very well listed. Um, he'll forever be loved, uh, and his legacy will live on. There are a lot of people who were inspired by Inyaki, and I have no doubt that we'll continue to see that throughout, you know, budding wrestlers' careers, um, and just you know the continued respect uh, that. Uh, everyone has for him so my thoughts are with all of his family and his friends at the, at this time um, and just sending love out there to everyone yeah without a doubt and uh, there was another shocking this was was really shocking uh, during the week as well as former WWE winner Sarah Lee passed away at the age of 30 um, this was truly shocking because she has been ill uh, for a while posted a picture on social media two days previously saying she was feeling better uh, unfortunately things didn't work out that way she's married to former WWE star Corey Blake Weston and leaves behind several young children as well uh, Gina at the age of 30 even if she's because people on Twitter are just you know asking uh, you know with WWE star who was she but anybody at the age of 30 that is just tragic I mean, yeah, for sure. I saw this actually on Instagram on um, Athena's page. And I didn't actually know who Sarah Lee was, but because I'm nosy and I saw Athena and did a post, I thought, oh, who is this? So I did look into it and then I kind of cottoned on and realized who she was. And it's just devastating. You're so young. 
still got, you know, most of a lot of life ahead of her. Um, so again, it's just really, really sad to hear this. And my heart and thought goes out to all of her family and friends because it's truly a, such a devastating time for them right now. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that everybody else and just everyone stays well and healthy and just look after yourselves. Yeah, it really is a sad time at this moment. Uh, but we will move on. Obviously, we're going to talk about Japan and we're going to look at the news uh, before, of course, Royal Quest. And Kushida, who had uh, left WWE, of course, early on in the year, returned. Looked like he was going to fight, fight uh, for, of course, the light heavyweight title. But he's contacted hand, foot and mouth disease. And he's going to miss, uh, it seems now, a couple of months of action. Yeah. Which just sounds hand, fucked up. Hand, foot and mouth disease. <laughs> yeah. All three. <laughs> is, this, is, is this one... I think it's that it... the, like hand, foot, and mouth, but unfortunately, it's all like you said. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm okay. I'm hoping that he he recovers soon. I I I'm gonna have to look into that because I don't think I've necessarily heard of like that being like. A... Yeah, I just need to look it up. But I'm that's shocking to hear. I didn't realize that. I thought he'd only just returned healthy and well, you know. Yes, well, it, like I said, it is a bit of a shame and he is uh, going to miss some action with New Japan. But someone that's not is returning every superstar. Of course, one and only Carvey Sane uh, is coming back into the field to become the very first IWGP Women's Champion. So will Carvey Sane maybe get the chance to repeat what she did uh, in the first ever classic? and win of course we saw uh, a qualifying round from that Akari is of course grouped uh, with the non-Japanese talents so that would be interesting to see so Akari saying coming back uh, can only be a good thing as well definitely I mean that it, it's exciting I saw it first pop up on her social media it was really exciting to hear that she is returning even if it's not too sort of a uh, American WWE or AEW content, it's just great to see her still wrestling in any promotion, you know? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And New Japan, September 25th, we did have the uh, New Japan Burning Spirit Tour, which wrapped up. Uh, and a couple of big things did happen in it. Uh, during the show, we saw White Tam and Hikaleu in the ring with Jay encouraging Hikaleu to attack his brother. But Hikaleu opted to side with Tama and turn on Jay and the So it looks like the blood is thicker than money. And uh, that was after the never open weight championship match with Carl Anderson defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi. And in the main event, the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship, Will Ospreay defeated David Finlay in. Uh, and again, I don't want to be one of these guys that says, like, match of the year candidate, but this was fantastic as well. So if, if anybody does get a chance to go and watch it, uh, Osprey again delivering banger after banger after banger. I do need to catch up on that. That's the only match I haven't watched from that. So thanks for the reminder. Well, we also got a big show coming up as well on October 10th in a couple of days' time, which is Declaration of Power with Tamatonga challenging Jay White. 
for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, but before that, of course, we had Royal Quest 2. But Royal Quest 2 was not airing on Fight TV. Uh, they said the show will be available to watch the New Japan World on demand in October. Um, but, Jaxie, do you think they should give people the chance to actually kind of buy this event uh, and watch it? Because there was a couple of cameras there that I did see, and obviously they're going to air it on New Japan World. Yeah, definitely. Um, I always think it's going to be a shame when uh, there's times where different uh, countries won't be able to kind of continue watching the same content that others are you know so um it, i do feel like it was a missed opportunity here to have got gained more viewership if if they had actually released it on somewhere like fight tv um hopefully that's something that will get looked at going forward in the future though because as we've just rightly seen like uh new japan have definitely been um making a lot more um uh sort of uh prime tv appearances um so who knows what what will happen going forward i certainly will be very excited if you know we did get this on a regular sort of uh platform basis yeah i think without a doubt you know saying that we definitely we, we want to rewatch, uh because of course we were there for night two but night one was october 1st uh and of course at the crystal palace indoor arena which sounds a lot more fancier than it was but we'll get on to that in a little bit uh so night one results we had Gabriel Kidd defeating Dan Maloney, Michael Ocker and Ricky Knight Jr. defeating United Empire, which is great at Khan, and Gideon Gray. Ave White and Alex Windsor defeated Jazzy Gaber and Kanji. Uh, Tetsu Naito Sanada and Harumu Takahashi defeated Suzuki Gun, which was uh, Zack Sabre Jr., El Desperado and Dookie. Chaos, which was a card of an Ishii, defeated Bad Dude Tito and Zack Knight. Roshi Tanahashi and Gorilla's De- uh, Destiny defeated Bullet Club. Will Ospreay defeated Shota Unamo. Uh, and in the main event, FTR, Cash Wheel and Dax Harwood defeated Aussie Open, Mark Davis and Carl Fletcher. Now, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but obviously I think we all, I would say all three of us would follow FTR, or especially Dax Harwood on Twitter now. And he absolutely loved that match, uh, that main event and on Saturday night, which again just brings joy to me to think you know you can come to the uk and actually put on a, like a five-star match i cannot wait to actually watch that match when it's available in new japan you know definitely i mean again uh ftr are just a formidable team so just watching them day in day out it would be just a highlight yeah i think without a shadow of a doubt and then night two well, night two was very special because it was, uh, like we said, October the 2nd. And it was two very special birthdays as well. Um, so we did travel there. And like the clash, we're going to talk about a few things of how we... But of course, uh, Jax, Gene, it was your birthday. So Jax, you, uh, I mean, tell me if you please, uh, your birthday as it was. How did you get there? What were you doing in the morning and the afternoon to prepare for it? I mean, my my sister and I were together as it was our birthday. So, you know, we had a nice breakfast, started drinking early and then jumped on a train to get head straight there to meet you. Did how, I was delayed in traffic. You know, I'm not going to. It took yeah. me. It should only took about, I think, an hour and 15 and it took about two hours yeah. and 40. It was horrible on the roads. Yeah, I mean, it, we didn't really have that that problem with. 
uh, the direction we were going in. Uh, London definitely had uh, some tube strikes. Uh, so I, from from our point of view, we didn't have any issues getting there because where we were based, we didn't really have tube issues. So it did still take exactly the same time, though, like an hour and 20 minutes. But we, we had left on time, so uh, we didn't have any issues. Yeah, they weren't too bad. And Gina, I think were... it also helped, also helped that we were together and we were just so excited and half drunk already on the way to this trip. So we were quite hyped the whole trip there. And the queues themselves, I mean, we are probably going to compare to the clash a little bit. The queues, Gina, weren't really the same, were they, you know? I mean, no, I didn't. I didn't make any friends this time around in terms of little kids just starting chatting chats with them, asking their favorite wrestlers. So it wasn't the same sort of vibe at Clash. But I also know that I didn't really wait in any queues. I kind of just walked one through like I owned the place. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It was. What did it we? Was my day, okay, I had my I had my crown on. I had my crown on. <laughs> well, this is, this is the thing. Is when I got. It was like, oh, where are we? And it felt like a, I don't want to say it, like a, you know, a primary school gymnasium or, or, or something like that. And I'm thinking, this is Crystal Palace Indoor yeah, Arena. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. It's my, first time, it's my first time being in that arena, to be honest. So I, I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't exactly mm-hmm. expecting some grand, lavish place, but... I, I did kind of get that, you know, high school basketball match type vibe from it. So, yeah. It, it, it definitely felt more um, intimate, I would say. And I kind of just felt like we were so much more closer than I expected to be. It was it was amazing. Oh, about that, like I said, we, we kind of met straight on the doorstep. Well, actually, to be fair, I'd gone round the wrong way first and actually ended up at the exit, and then walked myself round, met you guys at the front, and like I said, kind of just walked right in, uh, there wasn't that many people around, there was, you know, quite a few, kind of, and I say it was mainly people maybe looked like me, maybe like I said, older, kind of white guys, beards and bellies, but, you know, it weren't too bad when we got in, the seats themselves, because the setup and obviously the videos and the um, pictures you can see, on Twitter as well. Like I said, I think for like 2,000 people there, the setup looked really, really good. You know, and the seats that we had, I think probably the best seats in the house, you know? Definitely. We're kind of elevated to a point where um, it, we were able to see all of the wrestling, you know, completely from like all angles. Um, We also got a sort of like front facing and entrance point of view so we were able to see them you know entering out of the curtain so for me it was just a really surreal feeling of being there and feeling this close to them yeah no, no it was it was crazy like to talk about that's the only thing with the clash because kind of we did feel even though we could see it you felt far away but these ones if i if you shouted at someone they could turn around and just like get you you know that's how simple it was uh, with that, like I said, perfect seats. I think one person behind me, but was an issue with anybody kind of standing up as well. And the atmosphere in itself, it it was, for like I said, a small place. It did feel special as well, you know, because like I said, with you, Gina, uh, with the clash, it's so big. But this, I think the noise was really impressive. 
Oh, for sure. The noise was so loud. And again, I think it because it was a much smaller venue, maybe the, the noise just kind of, you know, hit me more, I guess. I don't know. But everybody there was so lo- loud and live. And it was so good because I could feel the energy coming from them. And I could see that energy being poured into the wrestlers. Um, so that's why we had such a great time there as well, because every match was just hyped. Yeah, without a doubt. And there's a question I got asked with someone asked me, uh, well, a couple of people did as well, why don't I make an effort in when I go out to wrestling shows, which again, I always appreciate. Uh, and my trick is when it comes to wrestling, no matter what. Do what you mean, effort? As in, why am I just kind of wearing a baggy white top and shorts? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, again, <laughs> you know. But if you're going to be out somewhere, why not go dress comfortably? Go dress how you want to. No one should judge you for that. Yeah, but, you know, some of the people on the uh, this podcast, maybe. But, again, I don't mind because this is the trick. As I always said, and Jackson, you were right about this, go comfortable because it's always hot and always sweaty in a wrestling event. And there's nothing worse than either carrying extra jumper or just like this, I've, I've been wearing shorts to wrestling shows for a very long time. Uh, and I'm very pleased with how it's gone so far. So that's people wondering why. Definitely. Um, I the think other... there's also like, um, there's a major difference. Like when we were at the Clash, the arena was so much more bigger that you could still get away with wearing, you know, like a coat maybe or anything like that, especially if you were heading out. Um, anywhere when you're in like close close proximity in a much smaller um square footing area with a lot of people i could definitely feel sort of the body heat all around so you do get a really really hot in there and also there's like the cover they had up to stop the sunlight in didn't work so the sun was kind of hitting us i mean it didn't, it didn't at the start of the show it was you know probably for about half hour an hour or so until it kind of went away but again with that, it's quite nice seeing the kind of day into night, and it felt you'd been there uh, for a little while as well. Gina, well, I asked you, I asked you this question on the Clash: prices, price of the beer, price of the merch, a T-shirt. Uh, was there much difference between WWE show? Right. Um, in terms of the ticket prices, yes, massive difference in prices. Um, I'm really sad to report that I did not check any of the beer prices. I just went up every single time and just didn't even look at the reader machine and just swiped my card. <laughs> so I'm not actually too sure because I was just drinking all day. Um, I didn't I didn't <laughs> check the prices. So to be honest, if I know about the, the beer prices for Clash and then New Japan, I wouldn't know if they're the same or if there were any different. That was your response for the clash. So I'm glad it's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sound so bad, doesn't it? Gosh, that Gina, she's been drunk at every event. Ah, get me a fucking beer. Go on. <laughs> okay, guys, a special occasion. And I will try it. If we go for a third time, I will do my best to um, take more documentation. I, I will do that. I promise you guys I will. Just say as well, it was our birthday that day, so we weren't paying attention to any prices. We were just like, 
you know, it was one of those moments where it was like, um, it's our birthday. I don't want, I just want to drink. I don't want to know how much I'm spending. So, and I'm pretty sure that that goes across everyone's mind when it's their birthday and they're out drinking with friends and things. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to us. Um, it also uh, was, you know, the fact that we were drinking beforehand. So going there, we were already kind of, you know, I wouldn't even say drunk, but I'd say we were quite merry. So we were just going up to the bar and just tapping it, you know. Um, did I want to see my estate man first thing the next day? No, I did not. So that wasn't fun. <laughs> well, no, like I said, without doubt, and this is the thing about me as well when it comes to like even the wrestling event of like you talk about, I'm like that with merch. Like if I do get a chance, I will buy, you know, T-shirts and think to myself, well, you're only here at this point in time, you know, kind of. And I was disappointed at the clash that we kind of missed out uh, on that. And the kind of thing, I'm not going to lie, like I didn't even see any merch. Did, was did you... merch? No, do you know what? Say... I don't think No, I there was. There, there was merch and I went and had a look at it. However, I'm extremely disappointed to announce that by the time I got there, someone had taken all of the Okada t-shirt, so I had no interest. Right. Well, I tell you what, I have got a bit of good news about that, though. Uh, and I will say this is what I've done. I've got you both present, all right? And it's not it's not Will Ospreay and Okada. I know you're both going to be disappointed about that. I apologise. I've let you down. Uh, but I have bought, I've, I've managed, because Rev Pro, and I will send you guys a link, uh, because Rev Pro now has New Japan stuff, and the prices aren't too bad, I oh, shall awesome. say. Oh, uh, awesome. But what I've done, I've bought free Raw Quest t-shirts, like you were here in the date. Um, so I've got them. Uh, I'm not giving it to them. I guess at some point, oh, but they're, cool. they're Christmas presents. There. Nice. Well, like I said, I'll send oh, you the link. Nice, thanks, James. And if you want to buy me, like I don't know, an honorary T-shirt, I'm not going to put any ideas in your head. But I did think of that. <laughs> Speaking of T-shirts, I need that T-shirt if you go to Usos. Like I need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, our honorary is so. Definitely. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so like I and said, we said Monty a wise man once. He's our wise man. I own, yeah, Monty I is the wise man. Fucking shitload of t-shirts. Like honestly, <laughs> <laughs> just, I just Monty master. <laughs> it should be the We Owe Monty show. Yeah, it literally is. Yeah, um, but like I said, with the size is that I'm not sure. But like you said, it is rude. Because this was someone asked me as well. I was like, oh, how old are Jackson and Gina? And I said, you can't you can't ask a woman her age. That's offensive. So I was going to ask how much you both weigh, uh, just just for the T-shirt. <laughs> that would work out better. Yeah, that's it? definitely a lot more of a better question yeah. than the age. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's only fair. Like, you know, um... But we'll move on. Like I said, we have got wrestling to talk about. Uh, so night two, we are going to try and rack our brains to remember because a lot happened. It was a week ago. Maybe we should have taken notes, but I'm living in the moment. You know, that's, that's what we did. 
that night. I mean, that I I definitely was not going to be taking notes with the type of matches that were coming up for us. Uh, there was no way, especially because there was alcohol involved. There was no way to expect me to take notes. Yeah, no, there was no chance for any of us. And the other thing I liked, and I don't know if we did it intentionally or not, but when we walked in to our seats, again, seats were great. We sat in, sat in our clash order, which again, I think that's the order we in of all time now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of just naturally went that way, didn't it? And I'm not even mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really well sitting there. Oh, look, we like the clash. And then Gina tells me to shut the fuck up. Right, sorry, my bad. That's, that's, that's on me. Um, so night two, uh, and we started with Suzuki Gun, El Desperado and Dookie defeating Michael Oku and Robbie X. Uh, from what I can remember, the crowd was into it. There was a couple of young Rev Pro guys here in like Sudoku and X. Uh, it was, we were just finding our feet with this one, I think it would be fair to say, you know, kind of getting into what the chance would be, uh, you know. But like I said, the crowd was hot from the start, I think it would be fair to say, Jaxie. Yeah, they really were. Um, right from the get-go, it just kind of, definitely got my my sort of adrenaline pumping for it uh it was a, a really great opening match as well yeah yeah really really good stuff and then we had lost in Govalowers. i'm not even gonna try and pronounce that monty's not here at me uh sanada and hiramu takahashi defeat northwest strong which is ethan allen and luke jacob uh monty did ask uh for pictures of sanada which we did get and of course takahashi there this, Gina, was a fun tag team match, which kind of set the tone uh, for the night as well. It was. It was a really fun match. And I, I remember Monty would be proud. I shout, was shouting at one point, Sonada, Monty's partner really loves you. So, Monty, I had your back there, I promise. Um, <laughs> but no, it did. It, it set the tone for a tag match. It got us all really hyped. I think at this point, I had just got myself my first beer as well. I was ready for it. So I, it was so good. And just as James said, you know, the, the the atmosphere was so loud and you couldn't help. If anybody was sat there not vibing with this crowd, then you you would have been crazy because it would have just, it was so infectious to be around everybody who was so hyped that if you didn't get hyped too, you should just left or not even come. There was no one, there was no one in the crowd that was kind of looking at anybody else i mean we did have the line in front of us but i think that's another story i mean who does the hair and flexes i'm just saying guy you know who you are listening to this show now but um that was a really really good way to start and everybody there was enjoying themselves uh and then we had jazzy gabert defeating ava white um what i can remember from this didn't they try to break each other's neck like there was moments where i was going jesus fucking christ yeah, there were a few sort of moments that were really, um, you know, from, from our point of view, we could see sort of the impact, like, you know, of, of them hitting the ring, the way they were hitting the ring. And there were two moments that stood out from, and, and what both moments were from, one from each person, sort of like the way that they landed during a, a, a specific move of either uh, person's uh, move that it just looked really painful on the neck, you know? So I, I was really sort of enjoying the match, but at, at the same time, there was a bit of concern for both 
both sides um, on on their health. I hope they're doing okay. Yeah, without that, there was one submission as well, which was really, really weird. I think Gina hit me. I took a picture of it, but it's only because I'd never seen a submission quite like that uh, before. But yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, sure, James, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I it was for doc, document purposes. Yeah, you know, I was just. Need to take a picture to people. Maybe people haven't seen that. Um, but we move on. And again, everybody just listening, Virginia having a go at me. Will Ospreay was in action next. Wait till we get onto that in a little bit. Uh, so we had the United Empire. Will Ospreay, Greater Khan, Aussie That's Open. Right. It was Mark Davis and Carl Fletcher with Gideon Gray defeating FTR. Of course, Cash and Dax. Show to Umino, Gabriel Kidd, and Ricky Knight Jr. And for me, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the first three matches, but this is when I was like, we're fucking in now. Uh, and I think the interaction, to see the FTR and sing along to the theme tune and only be such a small arena that you're basically on top of them. And like I said, where the seats were, it was from entrance, following them all the way to the ring. And because we were kind of where the hard camera was, they were talking to us. Some perfect shots of like United Empire kind of doing their um, signature and stuff like this as well. The same with uh, FTR. And, I, and I, don't, I don't know about you, Gina. You were obviously looking at Will about something else. But the speed of Will Ray, I've been lucky enough to see him before a few years ago. The speed he has in that ring is breathtaking. I, I actually took my breath away how good how quick and fast he is now it is incredible it's like the flash in a wrestling ring you know i definitely agree with you i mean not just for my own personal purposes but i did find that i was always losing will in the ring like where's he gone now where's he gone up because he's like from one end to the other all the time he's constantly on the move and it was just such a great match like I think this was like my favourite match of the whole night, if I'm truly honest, because not only did I have Will Ospreay and United Empire, which have become my favourite since um, I started watching New Japan, which has only been this summer. Um, I, I love FTR. And again, like this, this whole match was just beginning to end. I didn't know who I wanted, whose side I wanted to be on. I actually wanted to get involved in the match myself. It was it was that lit. I just wanted to go down there and just be like, right, I'm your opponent to... No, it was, it was saying as to see like FT open, uh, but obviously our hero Great Khan. Uh, it, this this was just a brilliant matchup with United Empire getting the win. Like to Jackson, it was just so much to enjoy from this, uh, and it felt like a big deal as well. Yeah, there were so many hype moments. Uh, whenever you're going to get a, a, a six man tag that involves FTR. Um, you always know there's going to be some form of hype, but then pairing them off, like to team off against the likes of United Empire, as you said, it was just, it, it, you're, it's, a, it's a different kind of thing to watch someone like Will Ospreay in the ring life. And, you know, it was it was just really uh, breathtaking to just watch uh, such great teams uh, right in front of you. So uh, it was one of those moments, as I said, uh, as uh, Gina said um it was one of those sort of match of the nights uh, because of just what you were witnessing live. Um, yeah, definitely a match I won't forget. And this is the thing as well about 
seeing a show with yeah there's 2000 people there but the interactions between like um even like being gray's uh, like a fuck you gideon chant uh you can hear the kind of the noises are all making yeah, inside yeah. it's you know i would say the clash mm. like the vault uh, of sheamus match we could hear everything but this was everything yeah. all the time exactly um and it just kind of makes you feel so much more involved you know yeah that was a rad out fantastic man tag there uh six man tag team action next hiroshi tanahashi with the gorillas of destiny tamatonga and hikaleilu who of course joined by his side defeating bullet club jay white carl anson and doc gallows and i have to apologize i did <laughs> there was one moment in the... when jay white was there and my shit at that uh, and jackson you were trying to get a picture of his ass was that right and i think gina was the only one while Jay White was making an uh, entrance. I like to think it was more just I was trying to take a picture of him and he just happened to turn around and the picture came out of me taking a picture of his ass. Um <laughs> Am I mad at that? No, I'm not, but I can't blame timing. That was held that's on Jay White, you know? Yeah. Yeah, or, but you're just as bad as James. The I mean well he, he I mean he, he does have a sexy back though, doesn't he? Yeah, and I was, I was unfortunate about the submission attempt. Uh, you talk about his back, his his abs. Uh, you could just do your washing on them. It's just, ooh, you know, like I'm like, you want to say, oh, that's just maybe the camera angle or something like that. But then when you see up close and you're like, oh, okay, no, that's real life. You know, you've got to give him credit for whatever his workout routine is because his abs are very, like, prominent. So you can see them. And that's, that doesn't happen unless you put in the hard work. So, But it's even the thing about this card as well, you know, and you go like, shit, we saw the Good Brothers. Like, I didn't even realise. <laughs> oh, yeah, Carl Allen. Yeah, it didn't really register that we were seeing the Good Brothers too until like you, you know the match really kicked off and then you're seeing them individually in the ring and you're like it was only sort of after the first five minutes I'm like holy shit I'm seeing the Good Brothers live right now as well you know <laughs> really really good stuff it was a lot to process okay it was a lot to process <laughs> we did like it really was fun though I tell you that and of course Tamatonga got the win. Uh, in this matchup, of course, they're, they're going to face off for the IWGP World Heavyweight title in just a couple of days. Uh, and then we had this was brilliant. This is probably one of my favorite moments. Bad Dude Tito versus Kajakia Okada. Now, let me set the scene for everybody because I know Jaxie spoke about this a lot. Uh, <laughs> and I just want to say it's one of my favorite. My, it was like a sitcom moment. So imagine Jaxie Gina going to get some beer before the match starts, and then suddenly a card is making his entrance, and me and Gina are sitting there, and Gina turns to me and goes, where's that crazy bitch at? I went, what? She's with you, isn't she? Nah. We look at Jaxie's empty seat. We look down at the arena, and we see Jaxie proceeding to try to make her way. <laughs> Into the room. How nice was that security guard? Um, so seriously, wait. Let me, let me say, right. So we were getting chairs, and Jaxie just literally abandons me, like fully hightails it as soon as the card of music hits. So 
first of all, she's abandoned me to carry the drinks back. So I'm like, great. I can't even get my phone out as I'm walking back to, towards the, the seat to take pictures of Akada as I'm coming through. So I'm trying to get myself back to the seat, thinking this bitch is already back in the seat, screaming her lungs off. I get back to the seat, look at James and say, where the, where the hell is this crazy bitch? <laughs> and we took over and she is leaping over people. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she, I right, I... The back of some guy. I, she, did she did it. <laughs> she, she did it. She said she was going to, and she did. I, I, I can explain what possessed me. I just heard that mute, that money drop, and I nothing else was in the room but Okada. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, I'll just, I'll just see what happens if I walk towards the ring right now. I managed to make it towards there and then the security guy just clocked me and I was just like, please, it's my birthday. And I got a leg up on the ramp and then he was like, no, I, I will chuck you out right now. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Oh, so geez. I didn't get arrested. I didn't get arrested. But I was close enough for him to hear me shouting how much I loved him and that's what matters. Jaxie, this is the thing I respect you, right? I respect you. <laughs> You called your shot and you took it. All right, you said. I did. I I I called it. I I was gonna try. I said I would, and I stick to my word. <laughs> to be fair, there was. Hey, I'm trying to remember. There was one moment as well, Jeannie. I think you had a point. You climbing on a chair. I can't remember what match that was. was that with Osprey. It might have been one of the matches there because you went for it, and I was holding you at one point. But I. After the... Yeah, it was the last break. Was it? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you fucking... Because at one moment, I'm taking a picture, like, oh, United Empire. And then Gene is on the shoulder of the guy in front of me. And I'm kind of like, no, no, no. Yeah, it was almost like... <laughs> I mean, I was worried she was actually just going to get up on his shoulders and take her top off and, like, throw I, it at the walls. I was really close to... I didn't even ask the guy if it was okay. I just kind of, like, leaned on him. Um, I was I was kind of thinking that I was floating closer towards him. So, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing this. I think he made the guy in front of you's day by even touching his shoulders, if I'm truly honest. So. <laughs> yeah, you, you could have crowd surfed. Everybody would have been happy to surf you to the ring anyway, and we would have just been like, what? <laughs> yeah, but, um... why, did, why didn't they do that for me with the card Sit down. I will. I do uh-huh. want to thank. I did say thank yous earlier. I'd like to thank the security team and whoever was in charge of Crystal Palace Indoor Arena because you really kind of say you saved it. It could have turned a bit, you know, a bit nasty as it was, uh, but yeah. you really did help us out. Definitely, I'd like to thank you for your patience <laughs> I, with with us. Um, I'd like to thank you for not arresting us multiple times when we tried to get backstage too. Well, I really get, appreciate yeah, it. We're, we're going to get on that's 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 the story of all stories. Uh, so yeah, a cu- but there was a match. A Carter beat da- a bad dude Tito. Um, when would you calm down, Jaxie? What was it like watching a Carter wrestle in person? Because obviously it's a bucket list um, thing, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it really is. It's one that I can tick off, and actually getting a chance to see him, him on my birthday just made it feel that much extra special. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, if we're actually really talking about the wrestling that was in the match and me not actually dribbling the whole time watching him, 
Um, first of all, he is unbelievably tall. Like, you know, you see how tall he is um, compared to a lot of wrestlers in New Japan. But in person, especially with how close I was, he is really, really tall. Um, and the, the wrestling that went on, it was extremely back and forth. Like, you know, even I um, couldn't really predict the outcome because Tito gave it his all as well. Uh, there were some pretty hard hitting moments um, where I really didn't think that Okada was going to kick out. Uh, he had some, Tito had some really great counters um, for some of the moves that uh, Okada was setting up. And um, Okada just kept coming back and kept fighting. That's my man, my warrior, you know, never backing down. Loved it. Very, very proud of him. This match overall, it was it was just great. It was so amazing to see live. And yeah, um, it's definitely one of those ones that I can repeat in my head and just like feel like I was still there. Yeah, without that. And again, to be so close to the pictures that we all got, um, you know, it's just special to see this kind of, you know, generational talent. You talk about, you know, people from the past being great wrestlers like Akada with the legacy that he's got to be able to see him wrestle as well. Even for me, obviously, you know, I wasn't trying to get him in my car, but to, uh, kind of, like you said, <laughs> tick that off. Yeah. I mean, um, like, if anyone wanted to just, like, look at my Instagram stories from that t- from from when we were there, it was just, it was all a, a lot about the wrestling, but you could just see it for yourself how close you were and like, you know, the, the type of, uh, you know, um, wrestling that New Japan delivers is just completely, completely different, you know? So um, it's on my highlights anyway, if you go to my page as well. So if anyone wants to see it, just go to wrestling highlights on my highlights page. Yeah, Great stuff uh, there on there without doubt. And next up, there's a match that was changed because it was going to be Tomohiro Ishii versus Jonah. But as the fans in front of us told me, because of the hurricane in Florida, he couldn't travel. So I decided to go to the toilet at this point. A little bit of bonus footage for you guys as well. Uh, You had to walk down a couple of stairs to get to the male toilets, which kind of like, again, in like the gym changing area. Uh, I took a wrong turn. Luckily for me, I took a turn with this other fella. Uh, I turned to him and said, you're lost, aren't you? He said, yep. And I said, so am I. Let's find it together. And us two <laughs> managed, we kind of walked in this weird area where there was like gym mats on the floor and managed to find our way selves back. I've never been so happy to see that ring in all my life. And then obviously trying to find um, where our seats were when we got back. Ishii was in the ring wrestling. So I turned to Gina and asked, um, who's Ishii wrestling? She said, <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines as well. I don't know, but he's got a lovely smile. So yeah, that that told me all I needed to know. Uh, apparently, it was Yuta Shu or someone like this. But Gina, to be fair, that match yeah, was banging though. Person was. It was it was a really good match. But I I to be fair, again, I'm a new uh, fan of New Japan, so there's not a lot of people that I recognise off the bat right away. Um, so don't be mad at me, people, for not knowing who he was. But he did have a really good smile. Like, that's all I saw from the entrance all the way down, his smile. But yeah. it was a great match. Getting to see Ishii live. I mean, again, I I, I loved Ishii's fights with Eddie Kingston. And I, I even said, I think, when we were viewing some of those matches, like, imagine being able to see that sort of match live and just see Ishii live. So I kind of got that a little bit, just not with Eddie Kingston. 
proper. It was just, it was so great. It really was. And even though you see it on in person, you can't, you don't actually realize how many like hard hits Ishii can take, man. I was like, part of me at some point thought that he broke his back and he just stood straight back up. I was like, great. Like, that's just standard Ishii. I love it. <laughs> no, this is really, really good stuff. And And again, Anybody, you know, will say, oh, great smile. What's that help? I'd much rather have that than someone saying, oh, they had really good athletic ability. Like, how does that help me? I know this guy's got a good smile now. And, like, that's what I want. Different things about different wrestlers. <laughs> Same thing, Jay White, <laughs> yeah. how ripped he is. A good smile stands out, you know? A good smile stands out. Jay White is ripped. That's what we know. Uh, Will Ospreay's got nice... You know, we th- these are the little things that are interesting, like McIntyre's hair. You know, we're going to talk about these things. I can't have legs for days, either. <laughs> so, like I said, this is what it's not all about, kind of and that. Because, as I said about wrestling, at the end of the day, it is people pissed off when I say it, but it's true. It's people in pants with baby oil pretending to, you know, fight each other. It is professional wrestling and it's different characters and different things and different mindsets as well. So stop taking it all so seriously. And that's what I love about New Japan and this show was the fact, yes, it was serious wrestling, but it was even like weird things, you know, biting each other or the kind of referee. Even one part, I don't know what match it was, might be this. We lost our shit for red shoes. Like we we noticed it was red shoes, the referee. So we were just kind of like charting his name and having a chat with other people about that. That's what about you know that's what the wrestling well i mean I, I think a lot of people that were in attendance definitely must have been huge fans of the g1 and anyone that watched the g1 would know of red shoes you know so it kind of only made sense to be you know shouting out the love especially when we get to see him live yeah without a doubt you know like i said really fun experience Aishi, uh managed to get the win and then the main event was to determine a number one contender for the IWGP US heavyweight title. And it was Tetsu Naito defeating Zack Sabre Jr. And I might, it is one of my my, my favourite shots, picture that I've, I managed to take during this when Zack Jr. is wrapping up Naito on the, the rope. It is it's, it, it feels like it can touch you, is it was how good it was. Uh, and even though Zack, obviously hometown boy, we were behind, and I think the crowd was behind Naito. And again, this was a really, really good uh, matchup. And I think Jaxi, fair to say, it was the right main event, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, both men went hard. And, um, you know, it was it was great to see Zack Sabre Jr. But you can't help but, like, just kind of fall for, like, Naito's character. You really get behind him. You really want to root for him and, and see him come out on top. So definitely a feel-good match uh, to sort of end as the main event. Right, Gina, this was just really, really good and the, the kind of technical way. And you can, when you see the arm kind of bent and snapped that way, you wonder how can they actually do that? Oh, for sure. I, I definitely know that my arm would be broken in countless many ways just from half the half of the bends that they did in that match. But still, it just went hard. And, you know, respect to all of the wrestlers because it, it may not have been the biggest um, venue or the biggest crowd ever but we all gave it our all as fans and they gave it their all as wrestlers and that's a lot that I can respect 
Yeah, without a doubt. Like I said, really, really good main event and a great show overall. Like I said, the wrestling there, it was three hours on the dot, I would say, on the dot. Started at half four, uh, finished, I, I think about bang on half seven, maybe a little bit after. I was, weren't sure if we were going to have an admission, but we never did. But like I said, with the eight matches uh, that we saw, really, really good stuff. Uh, Jackson, what was your overall thought of the show? And what was your match on the night? And who was your MVP, actually, of the event? Um, I think uh, the the whole show was just incredible. It was, you know, for me, one of the best birthdays I've ever had. Highly just exhilarating and just you got into every single match. So for me, it was just great. Of course, I'm going to choose Okada's match um, as my match of the night. Um, I really just kind of lost my share um i thought it was really good and you know as as much as i'm an okada fan it was a sort of touch and go moment on whether or not i really believed that he was going to win it so i th- i felt like it was it was a great match for tito as well um i'd say for mvp of the night hmm i'm probably going to go with will osprey Will Ospreay, because he just, yeah, he's just so exciting and um, just commands your attention when when he's in the ring. Um, And he was just exhilarating to watch uh, half of the moves he did was just incredible to see sort of for yourself live. So I'm going to give him an MVP. Yeah, excellent stuff. You know, what about you? Your match in light, you still sticking with uh, the United Empire, the 10-man tag? Yeah, I was going to say the 10-man tag is definitely my match of the night. Um, but I, as my sister said, you know, the whole the whole card itself was so lit beginning to end. So every match was really, really good. But the 10-man tag, I mean, what again, it was my birthday. So what more could I ask for in seeing United Empire and FTR, especially in the same match? So they have to have my favourite. And Will Ospreay is my MVP as well. He was just so good just to watch beginning to end how fast he was. He's like the Flash. I'm going to call him the Flash now. That's my nickname. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it was extraordinary stuff. Uh, I think the match for me, the Ishii match was really surprising because it was really, really hard hitting. But I had to save myself from not sounding like a massive knobhead uh, when the guys behind us were saying about the Ishii match, oh, this is um, as as tough as the Sheamus Volta match at the Clash, and I held myself, but I nearly turned around and said, oh, yeah, I was there for both. But I didn't, you see, because I'm not that guy. I don't want to be that guy. Um, I was there for both, and they were both mental matches. Don't get me wrong, the Ishii match was great. Uh, My MVP of the night is Ishii because of that very moment. But for ranking, the thing about this, and I don't know if you both agree as well, this felt different to the clash in a good way but i don't know do you know what i mean i I can't really compare the two because they're very very different you know yeah it is again i think the the biggest difference um being that it just kind of felt a lot more intimate uh with new japan and especially in the the arena that we were in um, it, it makes you feel a lot more involved in the content that you're you're seeing up there live. Um, it doesn't take away the experience of seeing WWE live. I mean, I lost my shit at Akada the same way I lost my shit at seeing Oscar um, and Roman Reigns. Um, so, 
you know, there's not a difference in that sense, but there's a difference in sort of the adrenaline that you get because you know that a lot of your hackles um, when when we were at New Japan could have potentially been heard by the wrestlers. You're that close to them. So, yeah, there, there's a difference in your sort of like adrenaline, I would say. Not in the uh, not uh, taking any difference from which product you're watching is actually just kind of like in the moment, you know. Mm. I think about that, Gina. What about you? What did you? Because I I can't really compare the two. Because then again, it's like this is like our first meeting at the clash, which felt like kind of just say like added pressure to it. <laughs> but I think the second time round was just like, oh, that, that kind of nerves are gone. Let's just enjoy the show now, you know. I mean, yeah, for sure. I think, like, I enjoyed both experiences in very different ways, but I think that's because they had different meanings. Going to the Clash in Cardiff was a very nostalgic feeling because me and Jaxie's very first live wrestling experience was when we were first 18 years old, and it was in Cardiff, you know? So for, for us, it was like going back and getting those nostalgia feels. The event itself was great as well. But going to this New Japan event, which is a complete different sort of venue and wrestling company in itself let alone with my twin and our podcast member on our birthday again it just they both held very different meanings and I enjoyed both of them I definitely felt like I was more able to let I say let loose um at, at uh, the new Japan event I, again I think that's because the, the clash was our very first meeting as a group in person so I, I want to say I w- was trying to be on my best behavior, but I do know that G-Mode crept out a little bit towards the end. But sadly, James, you did get to see G-Mode in full effect at <laughs> points throughout <laughs> my birthday night. Um, <laughs> oh, it's it still positive. It was all positive experiences, you know? <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's not, you know, and again, it's the case of, it's not even to be like the third wheel because obviously you can tell the way, you, like I said, you two are that relationship and then your birthday and stuff. But it felt special just kind of like even witness it and then even kind of be like a part of it. You know, it's just like fucking hell. Like this is this is crazy. And like I said, what happened after the show? Because like with the clash was just kind of we all went out, kind of went home. Um, but I mean, you two, I mean, were fucking. I mean. To be fair, you wanted to see a card again. That was your goal. I think that'd be fair. To I say. was determined. <laughs> I was definitely determined. I knew he hadn't left yet, and I was determined to see if I could, you know, meet him and and tr- somehow control myself. And uh, obviously, Gina wanted to write Will a letter. Um, I'll let her go into the details of what the letter said, but uh, I don't know if you ever said that to him. But it was really weird because we kind of went down, spoke to a couple of security guys. You know, one of the security yeah, I live next door to Will. We're best mates. And it's like, okay, oh, sort out meeting there. I said, oh, no, I've not spoken to him in two years or whatever the fuck it is. You know, like, um, but again, that's fine. And I realised, and I don't think, I don't know if you two did as we walked down, that I thought, we're, we're at, like, we're ringside. But not only we were ringside, but like we're actually on the entrance ramp <laughs> to where they came out. And I've taken a couple of pictures of it. Yeah. Because I, I kind of turned around and I was like, whilst you two were talking to a couple of security guards, I'm like, I'm going to take a couple of pictures here. Like, I'm just, I'm waiting for the <laughs> hand on the shoulder. But whilst I'm here, you know, I just get a couple of. Um, and we weren't sure 
where we're going to meet. So we kind of went outside. There was a lovely moment. I will say to this, I will say there was a guy there um, whilst you two went to the toilet and he was on his own. Uh, and he must have been, you know, maybe a few years younger than me. Uh, and he said to me, oh, are you, are you trying to meet the wrestlers? And I said, yeah, well, you know, of course, um, they kind of want to impregnate them, you know. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna try and meet them, you know. <laughs> Forget the chat. And he said, "Oh, you know, do you mind if I said no problem?" Mate. I said, "You know, follow us. I mean, from a distance because you're not part of the podcast, but you know, f- follow us <laughs> away, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to find out." So as we kind of went out the front, uh, speaking to cut the security guard again, nice enough guys. Obviously, it's been a long day. Um, you know, we were asked some questions about where the talent would be. And the guy pretty much said, look, they're not going to come out the front door, even though we had been there for about 20 minutes at that point. Um, and uh, we, Jackson, I know you weren't happy at that moment in time. Um, Gina, you were devastated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I mean, it felt like we wasted our time at this point. And I was like, well, could you not have mentioned this a little bit sooner so that we're not standing out here like pricks? Yeah. I was literally about to drop to the floor and just start crying tears, like a Disney moment, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, there was a moment. I, the only time I thought we were in trouble is when you, uh, I think, Jackson, you ran your mum and just said, uh, you know, make sure you know where we are at this point because we might not be there later, you know? If, if uh, get arrested. No, uh, I think that was my dad, I think. Yeah, I ran my dad. Right, good. Well, yeah. I wasn't sure. Well, I'd rather be truthful with him because, let's be honest, if I was to be arrested, he would be the first t- person to be called. So, <laughs> might as well tell it. Might as well tell him the potential news that his daughter is being arrested for not leaving a sports arena, and best it come from me first and foremost. And the only thing he said to me was, "Don't try, just try not to get caught." And I was like, "Okay, thanks, Dad. Good advice." Do you know what I would have loved? Whatever if he just said protect James, you know, if he'd if he said, Look, I don't mind what you guys do. <laughs> just... I mean, he could have said that. I didn't really give him enough time, to be honest. <laughs> no, no but that's the point I thought we're going to end up in prison here. Uh, but uh, at that point, and if anybody remembers what I said uh, about 40 minutes ago on this very podcast, that I, when we first got to the show, I'd gone to the accidentally the back end as it was, the back exit. And I just said to him at this point, I said, look, why don't we just try go down these stairs to see if any wrestler, probably not, is going to come out the back. That's when, uh, again, if I get it wrong, Jackson, you did your Blair Witch Project video uh, to Monty saying, like... Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I started. I started to do a video to complain to Monty that we were not successful at seeing any of the wrestlers, and then I lost my shit, so I had to cut that shit short. Because Jaina, I let you tell the, the the people listening at home who will not believe this. Who was standing as we got down the stairs? Who was there with? And I would say if there were a dozen people. It'd probably be too many, you know. <laughs> Who was there? Who did we meet? It was none other than Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler of FTR. 
Even saying that is <laughs> fucking. Dante moved faster than Will Osprey. <laughs> she, she was gone. <laughs> Well, I mean, can you blame me? I thought they were leaving. You need a camera crew on you next time, sis. <laughs> they were they were standing there with a couple of people, and like I said, to come along. Do you actually? Do you remember what the first thing you said to him was? Or do you? Can I? I do. It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get them to stay a bit longer and take a picture with me, so I thought I'd entice them, and I thought if they heard it was my birthday, they'd take pity. And did they? They did, indeed. They are such nice guys. They are so kind, unbelievably like humble. Um, like I could actually see just myself wanting to be best friends with them. Seriously, like they they were just so kind. You know, I, I expected to just kind of stand next to them and then get a picture with them, but nope. They put their arms around us. You know, Dax was leaning in. Like it just really felt like. Oh my gosh, I I don't know. You know when you actually feel like you're having an out of body moment, like just kind of watching yourself, like and what you and, and trying to actually tell yourself this is actually happening. You're actually touching like FDR right now and having a picture with them on your birthday. They're actually and uh, the thing is, as soon as they heard it was our birthday, the first thing that Dax said before a, a photo was even taken was, "Wait, what are your names?" So he even took the time out to like ask us our names, and it was just like so incredible to know that they actually just wanted to know that it was yeah it was the best experience ever seriously yeah it was pretty fucking cool i will admit to seeing it i mean and we had with them we chatted with them for about 15 minutes because if you look at this it's historic now as well because if you follow dax on social media he's asking anybody to get a lift mm-hmm. to heathrow and that's why they were <laughs> stuck there <laughs> Damn it! I, I, you know what? I wish that I had a car and I was driving because I would have totally taken them to Heathrow if that was the case. It was so I was so gutted that I couldn't actually even offer that. Well, Gina, you were offering everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, she was on Uber looking for an Uber for him. <laughs> I they're like personal secretary. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm on it. I'm talking with someone right now on chat and <laughs> trying to find two drivers. Oh my gosh. I I definitely offered maybe a few other things. But they did. <laughs> they did say, I mean, Gina, what were your thoughts on. Like, I'm trying to put this in perspective. You know, even for people who I've talked to since about. Arguably, they were the biggest known talent on the show. Now, I know people go, well, Jay White's a champion and a carder. But when you think about American audiences, what they've achieved in NXT, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, course, AAA Tag Team Champions, Ring of Honor, uh, and obviously New Japan now, it's just like, if, if I could pick a talent to meet, it would. I wouldn't even put their names forward because I thought there'd be no chance. You know, like uh, it yeah. was. It was just crazy. I mean, Gina, what were your experience of kind of meeting them? And like I said, they were lovely. That even like Cash was just saying you guys' names as well, and just like he was a sweetheart. Dax kind of knew his own shit, which I kind of liked. But like I said, Cash was. I mean, he even let me talk shit to him about kind of 
wrestling and how the, you wrestle as a tag team. And he's, from, he's one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, and I'm the fucker telling him. You know, that's how nice he was. <laughs> I mean, definitely. Cash was so nice. I was talking to him about wrestling, about life, about almost everything. I squeezed so much into a conversation with him. I felt so sorry. He probably was like, how many conversations are we having at once? Um, but I was talking to him a lot. I'm not going to lie. I was, I found myself flirting with him, and I wasn't doing it on purpose. But like, I felt there was chemistry, guys. No. I really felt there was chemistry. Gina, I'm your fucking wingman, all right? Like, there is, there would be nothing <laughs> better in the entire world. I was going, she's available tonight, Cash. Go on, take <laughs> She's easy. Go on, like, you know, especially when he's talking about legacies and wrestling. Go, fucking start one. Go on. <laughs> I, think, I think actually Jackie mentioned that was, or was talking with that about his daughter and the legacy, his ca- carrying his legacy. And Cash, I, I don't know what it was. I can't remember what he said. But he was like, I don't have any, like, legacies. Or, or I, know, I don't have any Well, I don't have any kids yet or anything like that. And I just stood in front of Gina like, Gina, don't you dare. Stand <laughs> back. Stand oh, back. Yeah, go on. So she's ready. <laughs> I was like, Gina might be out. I, I best just kind of, you know, put myself in the way, though. <laughs> Oh, but you possibly stopped a, a, a relationship forming yeah. there. But, That's fine to be set with you. The next FTR, again, match, I, again. We could VIP seats. We could have been there hosting a I podcast mean, I, live. Yeah, it is very true, but I also probably was aware that they are probably really tired and wanted to hurry up and get to the airport and well, not I miss their flight. I was for, for a driver for them. Whilst you find them a driver, it's great. Jackson, yeah. you asked him about uh, gaming as well, weren't you? You asked, you managed yeah. to get a question in there. He's, he said about Mario Kart, but I mean, to be fair, like, you know, as a wrestler, like, most of them don't find time for gaming, and if they've not uh, been original gamers themselves, then you don't expect them to. Uh, it was just a genuine question, just out of a uh, curiosity, you know. Um, so I wasn't, you know, disappointed to hear that, you know, like they're they're not very much into gaming at all. Um, they knew of games, obviously. Uh, we were still having a conversation about Mario Kart and everything like that. So, yeah, it was just fun. Just to, they were so humble. They were completely themselves, and it just felt so lovely to kind of talk with them on that sort of level. Yeah, I actually I had to go at a kid because I think they laughed when he said like links. A boy and he was like, oh no it's a girl and I was like, like yeah no because he thought Links was Zelda and yeah, you're like Zelda that's it yeah and no, I just said not, but a lot of people know of the game Zelda and then they see Link as the main face for Zelda so anyone that doesn't actually play the game are not going to make the connection that that's someone called Link and not Zelda you know so I think at that point I got a little bit defensive as well and I was like well if you haven't played it then you're not going to know are you he's fucking trying (laughs) isn't he you know I was like like, don't laugh at Cash Wheeler yeah (laughs) fuck you guys like no but like I said I managed to meet him and that and there was there was a hilarious moment and Jackson I don't know if you've realized it but there was one moment where you're talking to FTR and there was the chant that started uh, and we look round on the stairs and it's actually a carder on the stairs. 
<laughs> I can't believe it, Monty. I lost my shit. I lost all my cool. I lost all my cool. And I was just shouting at him, I love you. Like, it was proper shouting at him. Like, I was declaring it, like, right in front of FTR and everyone. Like, they probably thought I went from, like, 10 to 100 in the space of two seconds, like, seeing me switch. <laughs> but, like, I literally I'm so lucky that my legs didn't start moving because of, like, I was scared that if I moved one one step, I was tackling this man to the ground. It's... So I'm glad that I did not move. I stood there. I did not move. It reminded me, like, the old prison lights where you have to stop kind of right on the spot. And that's what I kind of did. And realised if he came down <laughs> further, it'd be like a life or death situation. I don't think <laughs> he wanted to come here just <laughs> out of sheer fear that he saw in me because he was like, this girl will eat me alive if I get anywhere near her. I'm just going to get on this bus right now and get going before I actually don't come back. <laughs> you punked out the former, the greatest yeah. wrestler of all time. <laughs> Guys, I, I failed at appearing cool in front of Ocado. I lost my chance. I'm so gutted. And <laughs> I didn't know how to in the first place. <laughs> but the thing is about as well, and obviously the, the thing is coming around at that time, come around earlier, yeah. this, we might have seen a couple other wrestlers, whether it was, but we won't have had that experience that we did with kind of FCR, because mm. they were even hanging around when people yeah. kind of, they've got the stuff signed and they're still there and they're like, yeah, yeah well, so. <laughs> that, that type exactly. Of thing, right? exactly. Uh, there was another no, funny, <laughs> there was another funny with, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., who came down, I shook his hand, and he had a limp handshake. But, again, he only's doing that. No, no, in all seriousness, but I don't think he wanted to be tested. Some wrestlers and boxers don't like to shake hands because you kind of, you know, the, the rough handshake. Even though with FTR it was, you know, proper ones. With Zach, it was like a little bit of that. But the funniest thing is, like, Gina getting a picture and just not giving a fuck. You know, and going, I don't give a fuck. You ain't Will Ospreay. You ain't fucking Will. You will be. <laughs> no, but I think it was more the attitude that Zach had as well. He, he just gave us resting bitch face in all of his pictures. So, like, I mean, that's yeah. that, though. The, the type of attitude he has in wrestling as well just came across, like, when we met him. And, you know, fair play to him if he, stayed, if he decided, yeah, I'll stay in character and just be a prick. But, like, he was still enjoyable and he still wished us a happy birthday. So yeah. there's nothing else better than that, really. No, no, it was. Definitely. But yeah, meeting FTR was, was probably a bit more exciting for me, especially because I got to hug, like, cash, like, five times. I probably overused my hug count, but I thought, <laughs> fuck it, it's my birthday. It's my birthday, and it, I'm actually wrapping my arms around Cash Wheeler. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it. This, this is the thing. Like the meet and greet uh, that they had early in the day. I don't think FTR were involved. They were charging two hundred and thirty pound for a ticket to go around to get an autograph and like a handshake and a two minute chat with each wrestler. And what we had was kind of priceless because yes we had that kind of wrestling event as it was but that experience with FTR is going to live with us forever and especially being on both of yours birthdays it's like how this is what my panic was how the fuck can we top that like it was perfect you know exactly uh that it was just like 
the complete perfect day, perfect evening. Um, the, the most, the, one of the best experiences of my life. So it's just something that we'll definitely never forget. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> grateful we got to do this on our birthday. I'm also grateful that my sister's partner wasn't with us because I definitely think he would have felt left out with her obsession over Okada on that night. So it's definitely lucky he didn't come. For me. He asked me, he texted me saying, did you meet him? Or like, don't headbutt anyone, you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, he was definitely totally on my side. Sure. Well, <laughs> you know, this has been a case. If if AW comes to uh, England next year, if Gina is not making a run for Ricky Starks when we go there, I'm going to be like, you never really liked him. No, I'm not going to watch AW live. I I will not. I will not hold back. I'm not going to watch them live. I will. I, I, I can't. Yeah, I don't think we should trust her either. That or we're gonna have to like actually put a leash on her, her James, and make sure that she does not actually interrupt in the match. No, she, literally, that will happen. I was so close to dry humping Cash Wheeler, let alone Ricky Starks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I cannot. I cannot go to an AEW event if he's there. I really cannot. I yeah. actually even said to to Jaxie at one point that. If the three of us ever got to go to a, a backstage event and meet wrestlers, I would not be able to speak to Ricky Starks. I'd have to turn around and walk away. I, honest to God, I won't. I'd probably throw up on his feet. Yeah, I, I don't think, I think, I genuinely think that that would happen. I don't think that she'd be able to handle her shit. And I think that she would rather not embarrass herself. And I think that if she was face to face with him, she wouldn't even say anything. She would just walk off. But this is the thing. Usually I'm quite you know, starstruck of wrestlers. But I don't know if it was just kind of the energy or the way you two were, but it was just like, yeah, I'm cool, man. You know what I mean? I was like, even to Dax was like, yeah, you the fucking man, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I would never, yeah. ever, I'll just stand silently go, fucking FDR's there. But instead it was more yeah. like, you know, hey. <laughs> I mean, you two were like bouncing around like pinballs, but again. That... <laughs> <laughs> What do you expect, though? I mean, it was FTR. Like, I mean, to be honest, I think if we were in that same sort of close intimacy setting uh, for WWE or even AEW, the way we were with New Japan, I think I would have been exactly the same way. Exactly the same way. So uh, I just, I think that what the closer we are, the more confidence that my sister and I get in thinking, we deserve to meet these people. <laughs> But and just decide to take it into our own hands, you know. But we did. There's nothing. I mean, like I said we yeah. did. The whole, like, if you look at like the Clash is one of these events where you can go, you know, it's WWE's biggest stadium show in 30 years. Okay, that makes sense of us going, especially when, like I said, two years on the pod and the EFG. Oh, we've been looking at WWE stuff, but this New Japan stuff that you know start of the year, and it is really weird because it, it's, it's the circumstances of everyone being together at that moment in time with with kind of monty as well teaching about new japan the, the event being a month after the clash um you know we we wouldn't have gone to this if the kind of podcast wasn't a thing even if it, it you know if it wasn't for looking at, at the japan stuff a meeting up there and the event itself but even the kind of how we are as a group or especially like i said you two there to have that will, determination, the passion and the excitement to not give up. 
we could have left yeah. out at the front and just gone, do you know, fuck it. But we tried. And perseverance is key, and it paid off, James. <laughs> it really <laughs> fucking did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, that's that's just a, that's a night that none of us are ever going to forget, and I'm just grateful that I got to experience that with not just my sister but also yourself as well. Well, when you two are arguing in like 20 years' time about, oh, do you remember me kissing Dax or whatever it was? And I'll be like, no, that actually didn't happen. Like, yeah, you can just correct my my view on on what I thought went down. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every the story i'm just gonna probably add on to it every single time so (laughs) it will be it will be like yeah then we drove ftr to heathrow they took us to america and we defended tag team titles with them on that first night we were in camo gear so you couldn't see us we were invisible to the eye Jackson and Gina were <laughs> Ring of Honor champions for six months, you know, and then, and then they had to leave and He's all like, this kind of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, what an, that is a very special place. If 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 McIntyre had won the title at Clash, you'd be looking at a kind of different level for me with that. But with this show, it's like I said, I wouldn't have changed because even like when we met up and we were just straight into it. You know, don't get me wrong, I'd love mm. to spend a bit of time kind of, you know, even with each other, getting to know each other and having a chat. But it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And then it was just, it was crazy. Like I said, it flew by uh, and it was, and I would suggest to anybody, you know, anybody listening uh, who are thinking about, you know, even local shows where, you know, it would be in, with 100 people, wherever it is, you know, the, the wrestlers you might see, you may see there, might one day end up in kind of bigger events. Atmosphere and the way you can interact with the wrestlers is so worthwhile, you know. And there's no doubt the next time I think New Japan come to back to England, if they do it like kind of next year, something we look at and, you know, depending on where we are and what's going on, it's something that we're definitely going to be discussing, you know. Most definitely, yeah. I mean, definitely try and check it out where you can. Yes, for sure. It was brilliant. Anything else, Gina? Anything else on the the trip? Like I said, the, the I cannot believe it was your guys' birthday as well, and it actually worked out. Like, yeah. you know, I'm so pleased to, to kind of have, I'm not, you know, to have a part in it, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it, what better way not only to enjoy wrestling live, but again, to do it alongside yourself, where we've done this podcast for you know a couple of years now um it was just a really great experience overall it's just a birthday that both of us won't forget yeah that's it really really good stuff gina yeah it was definitely an experience there were so many people as well who actually um i'll give a shout out at the the castle they truly were wishing us happy birthday because we were screaming it from the top of our lungs so there were people, you know, queuing up for for beers who wished us happy birthday. There was everyone was just so nice, and it was just such a good experience. And like you said earlier, James, it was it was just priceless the whole thing. Um, and I don't know how we're going to top that next year. No, I have no clue what we're going to do. Uh, and also, there's been, like I said, I know there'll be interest um, 
in you know both of you like i said with what you bring to the table i know people have been asking if you do a podcast and the answer is yes maybe listen to it but hey don't want to be that guy um you have been doing years you know i'm just saying uh (laughs) and i know whatever you want to do and are going to do in the future you know whether that'll be together as in the three of us will be the two or anything else, either wrestling related or not, it is going to be success because, like mm. you said, it's the passion and the drive and the determination. And I just hope both of you remember me when you, you know, one's mad to cash and the other one's uh, successful, you know, writer in WWE. Uh, you remember where, <laughs> you know, you had this moment with me, you know, so maybe give me free tickets. Of course. <laughs> I mean, James, you're on a way yeah, yeah, exactly. You're always going to be there, but thank you, and we appreciate it. I mean, again, there's not actually any plans um, for us to go on and and do something on our own at the moment. If we do, you guys will hear about it, but um, at the moment, I think we're both happy with what we're currently doing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's a pleasure to have you on, and, you know, it's, it's weird, and again, I don't want to be reflective, it like it's kind of an end of something but even with kind of with what happened with dan and and, and again this is gonna sound horrible but when you're living or when you're in that moment and you think of how good it is you know like i said with the clash and with the japan trip and where it is at the moment you know i will be looking back in years to come and thinking fucking hell that was west that was when it was kind of not even at its best because we, we will improve together and and stuff like this but to have those moments, it might take a few years to go look back on and think, wow, we actually did that at that time. Because, you know, to go to a New Japan event is one thing. To meet FTR, to see the wrestlers that we have done. Uh, and even with the, the kind of clash with the Sheamus and Volta match, that will live forever as well. You know, like I said, with legacies there. Uh, I, I think it's going to be, like I said, really, really good. And I'm glad, like I said, we did it together. The only disappointment is that Monty wasn't with us. But maybe, like I said, one day we can either go to America or he comes over here and we can see a show together, you know? Definitely. I mean, you know, there is always sort of that uh, longing and hoping that one day we will get to see a wrestling event in America. And, um, you know, regardless as to whether or not that's years down the line or not, and whether or not we are all still doing this WNR podcast, if you you damn well know that if we are going to do... An, uh, an event in America, we will end up uh, doing it with Monty. So there will be always uh, a, a, a hope for, to do a reunion and a meetup um, of Monty for the first time in person. That will always be sort of a goal. Yeah. I think we're about that. And I think if we look ahead, I think an AW show coming to the UK is another. Because, like I said, we see WWE, New Japan, AW makes sense. But also. Uh, seeing the Usos and of course the honorary use uh, if they do come to the O2 or wherever they if you know wherever they tour next year we might even get Clash at the Castle too we don't know but like I said at the moment I think I'm just going to enjoy it rather than kind of worrying or trying to plan what's next because like I said when you go with the flow you meet FTR so I'm just saying <laughs> you can't go that. wrong with that um, we're out of doubt so it's been fun talking about Japan but we will do quick like I said, as uh, we release this podcast, Extreme Rules 
is just a couple of hours away. Uh, Jaxie, what are your thoughts? We'll just do it quickly. Thoughts on Raw and SmackDown leading up to Extreme Rules because we'll run through the card. The card doesn't look too bad at all. Yeah, I mean, again, I I definitely have to say that ever since there's been sort of a change in management, uh, content has really picked up on both Raw and SmackDown. So there has been a lot more reason behind wanting to watch the the product. Um, And it's actually been exciting. There's been some returns. There's been some um, unexpected returns. There, uh, there's just excitement coming from every corner and every aspect of wrestling right now, whether or not that's WWE or AEW, um, especially with the, the content we're getting from WWE. I must say I'm a, a lot happier at seeing not just, you know, uh, some of my favorites get sort of uh, the recognition they deserve, but also getting a chance at seeing a lot of returns uh, of people who I felt deserved a lot more better treatment uh, within the company. So uh, there, there's a, a level of excitement in me and anticipation for what's to come from WWE. And I think, you know, it's only going to get better. Yeah, I think we're a shadow of a doubt. We usually do SmackDown notes, but uh, we're just going to go on to predictions. But first, Gene, I want to speak to you about my favourite segment this month in WWE television and possibly in a very long time because... As you go, I'm starting to love Sami Zayn more and more because I can relate to him. I know what it's like to be an honorary use, you know. And for me, on SmackDown, uh, when Zayn was told by Roman to uh, take off the top, which of course was ripped off by Jay Uso, Roman asking why you're doing that for, why you're wearing it, wear this top instead. They say honorary use. I don't think in a segment that I've been kind of happy, sad, shocked, upset, worried, angry, and then finally just kind of jubilation with Zayn being accepted in the bloodline. Yeah, do you know what? Even even when I was watching that, I had Jax in my ear. We usually watch um, Raw and SmackDown together, but via online so we speak to each other in our ear and that segment was so hard to watch i i'm all for the bloodline and i'm always on their side um but seeing sammy Zayn get kind of like a little bit bullied or what i thought was bullying it broke my heart i thought i would see my little boy getting bullied and i just wanted to do something to protect him you know and then when jay ripped it off i just thought this is this is killing me i have to turn it off and then as soon as he gave him the fresh T-shirt, like, the joy, I felt, like, definitely glad that no one was listening to my commentary because it would have been so mixed. Um, <laughs> but it was just such a, it was such a good storyline. And they've just done so well with Sami Zayn's character and where they brought him from where he started with this kind of character storyline. I, I am loving it so much, even to the point where uh, last night's SmackDown um, which I've recently just caught up on. Oh, but it was so funny. Again, all about Sami Zayn and being the honorary oof. And it just, it makes me laugh because like you say, um, James, in saying that you can relate to Sami, I definitely can relate to the Usos. As, as soon as Jay was going off at um, Logan Paul, screaming at him and and his brother is just trying to hold him back. That's me and Jaxie. She, someone's going to set her off and I'm the one just trying to yank on her t-shirt, yank her jeans, let her, get back, bitch, get back, calm down, 
<laughs> so I can totally relate with it. And the storyline has just gone so well. I'm excited to see this match more and more because of Sami Zayn. And he's not even involved. I love Sammy. Like I said, the the, the storyline just makes me laugh because, yeah, <laughs> it's so relatable. Especially, well, then again, I haven't got, you know, I don't know what I'd be like if either you, you know, or like I said, Jaxie were there just constantly berating me all the time. Uh, but I'd probably get used to it, you know, it's not too bad. But like I said, this has been fantastic stuff. And even Rain now saying to Sammy, like I said on SmackDown, uh, it's your responsibility to look after Jay. Uh, Loudmouth Jay and even Jimmy with the New Day kind of mocking them um, is again another brilliant kind of little bit of story and and like I said Royal Smackdown has been good leading up to Extreme Rules and Extreme Rules is packed and believe it or not every match on the card is a stipulation which makes sense. We're going to give predictions now. We'll start with Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for the WWE Smackdown Women's Championship uh, Jaxie, which way do you see this going? All right, like the, this this feud between Liv and Ronda is kind of like been a bit up and down for me. Um, but like I have to give like Liv a bit of credit for over the past couple of weeks. Like she's been like really kind of showing that you know she's not backing down just because it, it her opponent is Ronda Rousey. She wants to show that she's uh, she's tough enough and. Um, I think over the past couple of weeks, it, there has been a lot more decent content between the two. Uh, however, I like Liv. If you thought challenging Ronda to an Extreme Rules match was going to be in your favor, I think you're sorely mistaken. Um, and I just think that you know, putting the most dangerous woman on a planet, with the uh, exception of giving her now use of weapons freely. You're not coming out of this as the champion. I'm sorry. Uh, I I do see this going back to Ronda. Um, I think Liv, Liv and Ronda will have a decent match. Um, I, I do think that we will get a decent match between the two of them. But I do see Ronda coming out on top. I do see us getting a new championship uh, champion uh, called out. Um, and I do see like you know a potential feud going down the line of uh, Ronda and Shayna. So. Yeah, I think this was this is a bit of a short-lived run for Liv, unfortunately. But I mean, when you're up against someone like Ronda Rousey, you can beat her a third time in a row. I don't think that, like, not not Ronda. No, the the, the first two times she actually beat Ronda were were kind of flukes anyway. So it's like you're running out of options here, Liv. So we'll see how it goes though. Yeah, I think about that. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Gina, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I agree with everything Jaxie said, and I'm I'm going with Ronda for the win. It's not that I don't have that um, like for Liv. I do, but just in a in realistically, just coming not looking not looking at them both together, you cannot say that you think Liv is going to win a third time over Ronda. She's not. So Ronda's definitely got this in the bag. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I've gone for, and it's a very touchy subject because I think Liv is going to retain, but I think she is because of the return of Charlotte. Now, I know you don't hear of Charlotte returning, but if Charlotte returns... Oh, interesting. I don't think Ronda needs... I didn't think of that. I don't think Ronda needs the championship right now. 
Uh, and then I think Charlotte coming back costing Ronda. And you can have Liv continue as a, the women's champ. And you can have Charlotte versus uh, Charlotte versus Flair. Charlotte versus Ronda at a pay per view. You don't need the championship for that because if that's the case, or if that Charlotte does come back, then she probably will win a title at some point, uh, which is a little bit shame. Monty has also gone live as well, which is very very interesting. interesting. Uh, he said that he's going to trust his instincts. Uh, it's a tight card, so a lot wrong. Uh, this card was very hard for him. Uh, up next, we have got Fight Pit, uh, which should be a great match between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. And it's funny because on Raw, Matt Riddle said, I am going to straight up kill you, which you don't get in a lot of wrestling matches. Gina, which way do you see the Fight Pit going? Oh, this is really difficult, this one. Um, I, I'm still oohing and on about it. I really don't know because I feel like Matt Riddle needs to get the win, um, over Seth on this one. But I, I can still see them trying to drag this out even longer. Um, my gut says Matt's gonna win, so I'm gonna go with Matt Riddle. But I do, I do some still see some sort of tomfoolery happen, happening here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But the only thing I'm not sure about is they've announced Lashley versus Rollins for the next night on Raw. So how beat up can Seth get? But then again, it might work in a different way of if he does lose to Riddle, then, you know, win the US title possibly to make up for it. Um, I don't know that doesn't help you, Jaxie, with your pick. <laughs> uh, Again, I think uh, I actually went with Matt Riddle winning, but I actually went with Matt Riddle winning because, like, so I can just picture it now, right? You've got uh, what's the the special guest referee? Is it D- uh, Daniel Cormier? Cormier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can already see Seth chatting shit to him, like just just chatting shit throughout the whole match to Daniel, and I feel like he's gonna get in his face during the match. I feel like Daniel is gonna like either. KO him or, or just like at least push him back hit him or something which will then give Riddle the advantage to press on with maybe his uh, finishing move and then pick up the win that way and I think eventually it would then lead to maybe Daniel Cormier having a match against Seth but I just see Seth talking a lot of shit to the ref um, otherwise why would they just bring a UFC uh, fighter in, into this but then not really utilise that and play on it more you know yeah. So I just have a feeling that like this isn't going to be the first time we're going to see Daniel Cormier in a match, but it might next time be in a wrestling match rather than as the referee. Um, and I think if anyone's going to like pull off a great match with with someone from UFC, I think Seth is like a, a really great opponent for a lot of like new wrestlers. You know, like he had a great match for Dominic Mysterio's first match on, in wrestling, and that you know he's he's really great at elevating and supporting. Uh, the wrestlers that come into it. So I, I do see it going that way. I've got to take chances. Uh, I, I do see Matt Riddle getting a win. I called it Clash. Uh, Matt Riddle scoring the victory. But I've got to take chances. With Rollins, momentum is key. Win another pay-per-view match. And then fa- facing Lashley on Raw the next night. So I'm going to go Seth Rollins. Fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm literally going for it on this one. I could be wrong. And I normally am. Uh, Monty's gone Matt Riddle. 
Uh, and then we've got the I Quit match, which, again, some people might call this a dream match between Edge and Finn Balor. Edge has been feuding with Judgment Day for what seems like years now. Jaxie, will this be the end? And which way is this going to go? Um, I'm I'm not sure if it will be the end. If I'm honest, um, I I so I've I've gone with Finn Balor. Um, I and I see uh you know again um p- potential uh fuck ups happening. Uh, you know a lot of like Rhea interference, Dominic interference. I feel like we'll get sort of maybe Rey Mysterio come out. But ultimately, I I don't know why, but I have a feeling AJ Styles might be leaning towards joining the Judgment Day. Um, and I feel like he might play a, a, a deciding factor in Finn Balor getting the win here. So I'm actually going with Finn Balor on this one. Oh, excellent shout. Uh, Gina? Yeah, I have also done uh, Finn Balor on this one. For me, I more was just thinking that I think it, I think it would do better for Finn, Finn Balor to win over Edge in relation to storyline wise. If they really want the Judgment Day to be formidable, you got to think Edge is still here to try and help elevate some of the you know more younger team uh, talent. So for me, I feel like this win is more needed for Finn than Edge. So I've more gone with Finn for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, completely understandable. And the other thing as well is Edge's got the knee injury that they can play into for submission. My only thing is, and again, I've got to take chances, is in an I quit match, will the, can a good guy quit in any way possible without it seeing kind of cheap? Uh, Balor needs the win here. I completely agree with you. But I just I can't put Edge out of the equation. Uh, I know and everything else the AJ Styles thing yeah, be like, I, I think it'll be three cheating tactics as to how like if Balor will pick up the win do you know what I mean yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the whole reason behind an I quit match I think so I mean we could even get it so like I don't know maybe Rhea grabs hold of uh, Beth Phoenix if she's in the crowd and, yeah. and they maybe threaten Beth Phoenix you know they could do any form yeah. of like sort of uh, tactic that that will get edged but I think ultimately yeah like it <laughs> It will lead to Finn being the winner. I, I, you know, I do agree. But like I said, I've got, I've got to change out Edge uh, with the submission with the chair thingy that he's doing as well, the cross face, get the job done there. There's not many prediction wise that three and three we've gone for completely different. Uh, Monty has also gone Finn Balor, uh, which doesn't help me out at all. Uh, and up next. We've got Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes. And of course, the Intercontinental title match on uh, SmackDown was fantastic between Volta and Sheamus, even though the finish was... I mean, Gina, I'm not going to lie, Volta did tap out, didn't he? That is a tap out. I mean, he tapped out, but I kind of felt like he only tapped twice. And I'm not saying it because I'm... (laughs) Fair side because technically I'm not. I really wanted Sheamus winning, but for me he tapped twice, but he didn't tap a third time. And I thought when you tap out, you've got to tap at least three times. So I don't know. Like again, I really wanted Sheamus to win. So if they would have called it from that tap out, I wouldn't have even questioned them on it and been like, oh, he only tapped twice. I would have been on Sheamus Sheamus's side. But I also am kind of not as mad at 
the ref because my understanding is that you need to tap three times. Yeah, again, so. if if the rule was explained, that would probably make it easy. I was just like, they just had him tap out there, but I don't know if they realised or not. Yeah, I don't know if the, the, if the commentators did a good enough job sort of explaining sort of whether mm. or not like, a, 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 like a, a referee seeing a tap is like more than three times or not. They should have kind of made that a bit clear yeah. because at yeah. first, I, I, I must admit, I looked away for a split second and it, it was in the space of that split second that he tapped because the minute that I looked back, he wasn't tapping. So it, it was kind of one of those moments where... Uh, I think I think it depends on what angle you're at, from where you're looking, and whether on, on how that could have been judged or how that could have been called. The ref easily could have called it, uh, and I don't think that anyone would have had an issue with with that, like and uh, with that and call. But I think the ref made her own call about the situation and felt like it wasn't. Um, if anything, the only reason why I'm not too mad at it is because I'm actually hoping that this means that they're. They are going to give the belt to Sheamus eventually, but it will be at a premium live event. It won't be just on at the end of SmackDown, you know? Yeah, because yeah, we've, we've made Sheamus into a kind of star now. The biggest you know? baby face. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the fact that, like, you know, he, he won using the shillelagh just shows that, like, Sheamus deserves another uh, shot at, at it. So, I mean, I have no doubt that we are going to get this title match again, but it will be, it's either going to be um, announced to go at Crown Jewel and Sheamus will win it there, or it will be uh, at the next event that they have. Mm. But I, I actually think it will will be added to the Crown Jewel match, uh, match lineup, because if they're going to change uh, uh, titles, let's face it, they still got to keep, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia sweet, you know. So why not do the title change there? That that will give them what they want. They'll be satisfied that they ha- kind of got to see the title change in person, that sort of thing. Mm. So that's what I uh, I have a feeling that that's what Triple H is waiting for. Yeah, we have that. Well, as for the Bruce, and that's but... why we're getting obviously the six man tag uh, at yeah. ex- Extreme Rules to kind of like fill in that gap in between. Yes, and the other thing as well, it could help. Even if Walter's not going to lose the Intercontinental title for the Brutes to actually get a victory against Imperium, help out with the story involving, especially with the debut of La Gala del Fantasma last night, uh, with not Electra Lopez. Yeah. What? Um, but, you know, with that six man group in there as well, it, it getting really, really tasty at this moment in time. Um, but, Gina, which way do you see the Brutes and Imperium going? Um, I've I've put the Brutes as winning this one. Um, you know, Gunther got the win yesterday. Um, yeah, yesterday for SmackDown. So I see the Brutes getting the win, but I also feel like they kind of deserve the win because Imperium have kind of got their way over the past few months. Um, you know, and even at the Clash, they Imperium kind of got their way. So the Brutes really need a win, and I think that it'll be at Extreme Rules they'll get it. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Jaxie. Yeah, I called this with the Brawling Brutes winning as well. I think a lot of this does have to do with the outcome of SmackDown last year and, you know, uh, just having um, uh, Gunther retain it. Uh, it definitely helped me think, well, the Brutes will get, pick up the win here. And I see Pete Dunne picking up the win. I see Pete Dunne, the unhinged the all rabid dog being let off the loose, uh, the the leash, and just 
running wild. Uh, this is going to be one of those matches though, that I'm really anticipating. Uh, I think this is going to be an all-out brawl, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I should say, this is a Donnybrook match. So whatever the fuck that is, that is what's going to yeah. happen. I mean, do you know what that is? Because Gina and I were really trying to work out what a Donnybrook match is. Like, what the what is, is it like... Is it just meant to mean a tornado tag match, or is it meant to mean like they're uh, just all in at the same time? What what is a Donnybrook? Everybody knows. Please let us know because we don't know. It's yeah. not. It's not British. It's not Irish. It's not. I don't think. I don't, it might be like an American. I don't know where the. I don't know where the term came from. No, no, I I don't know if it's like a generic term for for something like that. I don't understand. Yeah, please do enlighten us if you do know, please. But we all went the Brutes, the first one. We'd all gone uh, Brutes on there. Up next is Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre in a strap match. Uh, Jaxie, I mean, Drew just can't catch a fucking break, can he? If it's not solo, it's I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely on a very bad string of bad luck. Do you know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, like for me uh, on on this event, I actually feel like that bad luck is going to continue. And that, now let me explain. I feel like Karrion Cross, first of all, has to pick up this win. Uh, his first time debuting in WWE was awful. And that was entirely on Vince. Uh, if you're going to make a statement with Karrion Cross, you've got to go. You've got to come across the right way, and you know having him come back with his first match to to lose is just going to do more irreparable damage. And you need to kind of build that back up with Karrion Cross. So I do see Karrion being the one that comes out on top. However, I do see this being a, a very testing match for Drew, not only in terms of like the stipulations that are surrounding this match, but I. We come on. Let's let, let's all of us not bullshit each other here. We all know that these little uh, QR signs uh, and uh, the little white rabbit things, especially with uh, the little sort of um, promotion we got on SmackDown last night as well, with a white rabbit jumping down a hole and it looked like to the pit of hell or something. Let's not fool ourselves. The fiend is going to turn up on Extreme Rules. It like turned up with a big purple X on it, and like the little sort of gaming graphics look on on Saturday night. And you know, I'm I'm trying to put all of this together, and I'm uh, I'm thinking to myself, where would the fiend like best turn up in Extreme Rules? And I can just imagine like the sheer shock of having like the fiend sort of turn up in Carrying Cross's match, but not for Carrying Cross for Drew. You know, and then like having him go even further down the rabbit hole of man that just wants to keep taking him out. You know, uh, so I see him having like a potential good uh, feud going forward, even with like the fiends. So I'm actually gonna call the fiends uh, return to WWE during this match, and I think that will result in maybe Karrion Cross getting the win. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my pick. Gina? Um, I mean, that that is really good. I, I kind of thought The Fiend would come back in the Seth Rollins match, but I didn't even remember to mention The Fiend. So fair play to you to, for bringing it up. And to be honest, with 
how you kind of sold it, I'd be happy with that kind of storyline happening now, if I'm honest. So hire my sister, WWE. Anyway, um, I've, I've gone with Karrion for the win as well on this one. I definitely agree that he needs the win, especially because of his first debut with Raw and SmackDown was just awful. So I definitely think he needs the win more than Drew does. Drew's always going to be loved and pushed. And I definitely think that he'll get his time again. But right now, I think Karrion's going to get this win. Yeah, I mean, Monty's gone Drew, and I don't think it's any surprise who I've gone for. But weirdly enough, and Jaxie, I said earlier how proud I am of you, but literally that explanation for that match, uh, and I don't know if it's about the wavelengths, but it's kind of what I thought. You've gone into more detail as well about the Fiend return and and costing Drew. Uh, But like I said, Mm. with Cross, it makes perfect sense as well. And it's like... Yeah, I mean, I love Drew, but Chris is Cross's first match on pay-per-view properly. And I think yeah. they have to make a statement. Like you said, Drew can respond. And and, and even though I'll be upset about Drew losing, the thing I, I really am digging at the moment, <clears throat> until Cody comes back, is the fact that if you look at what happened at mm. The Clash, you look at what happened at Solo Sokoa getting this way and having that roadblock, then carrying Cross... And then, you know, potentially Bright Light and all these things. He's positioned as the number one guy, a babyface Drew at this moment in time. Can he overcome the odds yeah. to finally do it? And what a story it would be, you know, even if it is a year's time mm. at Clash at the Castle 2, you know, where he can finally get yeah, revenge on everybody, you know. But that, I think that's excellent, you exactly. know. I, I completely agree with it you. Would, it would be really good long-time storytelling for yeah. sure. Yeah, but I completely agree with, like you said, the whole Wyatt thing, the whole cross-willing as well. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So three of us cross, one of us drew. And that's Monty. You want to put a bet on that at the start. Uh, and then what we think the main... Then again, if if Bray does come back, would that be a slot because of how big a thing it will be? Or will... Because uh, Bailey and Belair... These two women, you know, the feud that they've had for this past couple of months or so since SummerSlam has been great. And this is the first time ever a single uh, match for the Women's Championship in a ladder. So it is historic. But it'll be interesting to see, I think if we see Bailey and Blair first or whatever it is, we're thinking Bray's definitely coming back. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, like, I mean... I was trying to. I was trying really hard to think about what the main event was going to be, uh, but I de- I don't see it being either women's match. If I'm truly honest, um, and I do think that they will leave Drew and Karrion Cross till maybe last. And if that is the case, then yeah, that's when Bray will turn up. Yeah, it's going to be crazy to think. Really exciting what could happen, but we have got potential. Well, so I say the last match to predict. Which is Bailey versus uh, Belair. So, Gina, which way does this main event go? I mean, my initial one is to say um, Bianca to retain and keep her streak going still. I'm happy for her to keep going. But with Dakota and EO getting the tag belts, I definitely could see Bailey getting the belt um, and, you know, just really solidifying the. the trios um i don't really think that there's going to be any other interference apart from possibly just you know damage control getting involved 
Um, the only reason I say that is because, again, I do think that Bray will return. So I don't think they want to overpower us with the return, 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 you know. Um, and because we did have Selena Vega come back as well, there's not really anybody else that I feel like really needs to get involved at this point. Um, I know that everybody wants Sasha and Naomi to come back, but I don't think Extreme Rules is the time for them to come back. You guys may disagree, but I don't think that would be the right time, especially if they do do the whole Bray thing. No, no, so no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no tag team match, like women's tag team match happening, so it would... It, it would feel kind of weird if they both returned for for yeah. that nothing. Yeah, it would just feel a little bit wasted and rushed. So, um, yeah, I think I think Bailey is going to win, possibly with the help with damage control, getting themselves involved and you know casting things there. But um, I also do think that Bailey's a, a wicked champ, and everyone's happy happy to have her back anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to go with her. Yeah, and Jaxie. It's so strange because we're actually like twinning it with all of our uh, uh, choices to, uh, this time around. Uh, but I think it, it's really easy to do, especially when there's only six matches. But I sadly, ha- I feel like I say sadly for a reason, but sadly have gone with Bailey. I'm not ready for Bianca to n- stop being champion yet. I think she is a great champion. I think she's got so much about her. I, I could just see her actually have a full on year uh, year's run with the belt. But I think what my sister says uh, speaks a lot of truth in terms of with damage control as the tag champs, uh, putting the belt on Bailey would make sense, you know, to have people like chase have faces chasing for the belt. Um, and yeah, like it, it just feels like it, it could happen with the potential sort of, you know, had they had the sort of fight with uh, Bianca and that, and it looked like they potentially had taken out Oscar um, so it, it's like you know, touch and touch and go on whether or not there'll be a lot of significance to Oscar and Alexa being present within the match to kind of keep damage control at bay. So I kind of feel like there is that slim chance Bailey could win um, due to pressure from from like the, her group and her faction. Uh, I will forever be grateful and happy if I lose this point. Um, and Bianca does stay as the winner, but I'm I'm gonna say that I think that Bailey might take the win here. Yeah, I think Bailey is the one. The reason is, like I said, there's so much momentum from Damage Control. Uh, having all the gold together makes sense. A ladder match as well is not Belair being pinned, so she can still have that there, uh, and then kind of build her up. Don't get me wrong, I love Bianca to win this match. And go like a year as champion. Uh, but I think win or loss tonight, she will be in probably main event of WrestleMania coming or one of the major matches anyway. You know, so I think that good for Bianca. And I think with Bailey, that little bit of momentum uh, and have that championship, you know, because like we said, it's weird that these two women were feuding before Bailey's injury and now kind of picked up. At this point, but it's very rare as well that in a pay per view is actually quite exciting. I don't know, we were at the last one with Clash, but even with the matches that are involved, uh, and I know predictions might be quite similar, but there's certain things that could happen tonight. I mean, even like uh, Nari or Sasha Banks returning could change things up in the women's title matches, you know? So it'll be really, really interesting to see what happens. 
And also, with predictions mm-hmm. being so close, you know, Gina, we, we need the win here, but you and Jaxie will be level no matter what. So you've only got two more shows after this to try and win outright or uh, even draw. I, just, I think I've just taken it out of my head that I'll win it. So if I do, then it would be a really pleasant surprise. Yeah. Do you know what? I feel like Survivor Series could be the deciding factor. Survivor Series is going to have so much going for it that, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a hard one because I swear, like, um, like there's going to be just not not only sort of like the versus uh, different brands sort of matches, but there'll be title matches as well. So I can imagine things to be a lot more difficult with a lot more matches involved. When it's just six matches, you've got a lot more of that time to think about like potential outcomes. You know. Well, this is the thing. I think with WWE this year, it, uh, the majority, you know, since WrestleMania have been six match pay-per-views, uh, which, again, help it out, not in a prediction way, but just kind of the way you're watching it. And like I said, when you're trying to do 15 matches for like an AEW show, you need a calculator trying to work out the predictions. But this one, you know, like I said, I've taken a chance. It might, you know, blow up in my face, so to speak. Uh, but we'll see what happens and that will be uh, the next show will be the extreme rules review uh and of course we'll work out when uh we can do that but is there anything else first jacksey's anything else today about extreme rules about rule quest or anything else we've spoken about um i'm just gonna go ahead and say that i don't think um i don't think that we're gonna get a form of like uh, Uso interference or anything like that, which will be disappointing when it comes to sort of extreme rules. But then again, with Crown Jewel coming up a month later, um, or less than a month later, I should say, uh, we'll probably have a like Uso sort of bloodline, very dominant and heavy there. Um, I think that if, uh, yeah, like I said before, if uh, it's not a, a, the, if the main event isn't Ronda or uh, Bianca's matches, then it's going to be the Drew and Carrier match. And I believe that Bray Wyatt will be returning. Um, so that, I think, is going to be the main sort of, like, outcome that everyone's going to be shocked about. Um, I hope I'm right on that front, though. So we'll see. I'm we, excited to see it. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Gina, what about you? I mean, like I said, the New Japan show seems like months ago. But it was only a week, and of course, extreme rules tonight. The wrestling world never stops, does it? No, it truly doesn't. And I've definitely suffered this week trying to catch up and keep on top um, of just everything that's just happened recently because I've had quite a busy few days personally as well. So it, it does literally feel like a month has passed since we watched the New Japan event. And it's only been a week, but I, I would totally give anything to experience it all over again. So I'm I'm excited to just sit and chill tonight and watch the, the Extreme Rules. I'll hopefully be watching it live so I get to enjoy it um, and I'll be live tweeting. So if anybody um, else is, let's all tweet together about it. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, that's it. And don't forget, we're across all social media. If you want to live tweet with us, Twitter, at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNR JR. You can find the entire WNR team on the banner. Uh, Jaxie, where can people find you? 
Yeah, you can find me across both Twitter and Instagram at Jaxi Scarlett. And Gina? You can find me on both at Purple Team. It's weird when I say Gina, I kind of go past the microphone like a car going by, like, Gina. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, the Double Up also on Facebook and Instagram, across all Google platforms, the Double Up Podcast at gmail.com, and YouTube the Double Podcast. We have all the latest clips, and we actually have latest clips. I say that every episode, but we actually have got like New Japan and Clash at the Castle shit. So if you're listening to this and going, well, where's the content? It's there. Find us there. Uh, we're also on YouTube, like I said, uh, podcasts at the same time on YouTube to do SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. Next episode, Extreme Rules Review. Uh, and of course, coming up uh, this month in October, me, well, Gina, and I will be doing a show, just the two of us, for the first time ever. Uh, and, of course, we've got a Halloween special coming at the end of the month as well. But until then, I've been Jay's Rollins. was joined by the fantastic Scarlett. That said, happy two-year anniversary. And let's hope for many more. Yeah, exactly. I've had fun. Can't wait to do the next one. Um, and enjoy Extreme Rules, everyone. Yeah, And also, we've had the genius of Gina, who has graced us with the genius for nearly a year now. <laughs> well, thank you for having me for nearly a year now. <laughs> but definitely so much fun, and I can't wait to continue. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. <laughs>